Hello Internet, Boston here. We're running a little bit of a contest to go along with this outstanding interview. If you'd like to enter the contest, please email us the secret code at brbafk at email.com. The winner will be drawn randomly from the emails with the correct answer. Winner will receive a copy of Corey's stand-up special and an audiobook copy of Liberal Redneck Manifesto, Dragon Dixie Out of the Dark, written by Trey Crowder, Drew Morgan, and Corey Ryan Forrester. The contest goes until September 20th, and the winner will be announced on that episode following that date. So without any further ado, let's get to that episode. Skew! <laughs> that is fucking fun. Somebody Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston McCown. Joining us here in the Zencaster studios, as always, is our shit. What did I, what did I, the time, the time being, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. You want to start this over? I forgot your title. No, we're going <laughs> to keep going with it. You know what? We and, like uh, the bloopers. Our, our illustrious host, uh, Ryan Shipley. And you know what, Boston? I commend you on starting the show with Smash Mouse All Stars. I oh, guess Jesus is that Christ. in tribute because it's been about two weeks since Sturgis that is this in tribute to all that have probably died since then? Uh possibly. It okay. was possible. Right. Just wanted to make uh, sure I can either confirm nor deny. The Sturgis surge. And also joining us today on the show, the man, the myth, the legend, part of the well read tour, Mr. Corey Ryan Forrester. Howdy do, fellas. Oh. Welcome. It's so good to hear from you again, because I've I try. I never try to lean into this uh, on normal conversations, but like knowing that I got to do shows with the three of you, like back back in the day when I was a, a, a whippersnapper, yeah, right. And now, like y'all went, now, like y'all, you're you're everywhere, and I'm like, e, <laughs> like I'm, it's that weird, like like pseudo pride of like they did it. Oh, hilarious! I know them. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, the last time we saw each other, I think was it the what was it the Mo Alexander show? Is that correct? Maybe. It was either the Mo Alexander show or when y'all did the uh, the last now uh, Scruffy City Comedy Festival. Okay, yeah, that, okay, that actually that makes more sense. You're right. When when I embarrassed myself in front of Baron Vaughn, that was. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Baron's a sweetie. He was. You you weren't embarrassing yourself. I, I couldn't tell if he was actually moved by me calling him Black Jesus or not. I don't know if that was. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I don't. I obviously can't speak for black people, but it seems like it'd be a compliment to me. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I am the complete opposite. I played one year uh, fantasy football with Trey, and I beat him one week. And I I introduced myself as that. Yes, I'm Ryan Shipley. I beat the liberal redneck once. That's hilarious. (laughs) It was opposite of your first time playing fantasy football with us. Yeah, the first time I played fantasy football, I had no idea what I was doing. And I got the first overall draft pick, right? And I picked the fucking defense. And they the, offered the Detroit Lions defense. <laughs> yes, and, and they offered not. to let me back out of it and pick somebody else. And I thought they were trying to trick me. <laughs> so my first season was pretty bad. Carlos Danger went uh, one and eleven. I would believe that. I would believe yeah. that if my, my first time playing fantasy football, I would probably assume everyone else was fucking with me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought in my head, well, the defense has more players on it, so maybe that means more points there. But 
I was in, wrong. In your defense, I uh, did finish dead last, so you still finished ahead of me. Yeah, that's true. So I, I felt good about that. Right. Do you play uh, uh, fantasy football at all, Corey? Yeah, uh, I took last year off, and it was one of the greatest years of my life. Um, but <laughs> I, but I got suckered into it. Less stressful, right? Yeah, I got suckered into mm. it again this year, and I'm in two leagues. Me and Trey were actually talking about the other day. I said, I guarantee you I finally figure fantasy football out and get decent at it, and then COVID will spread throughout the NFL, and they will cancel the entire season, and it will all be for oh, naught. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, my, I have one of the worst luck strings in, in fantasy football. Like I was the, the year before. The reason I quit last year is the year before. Um, I'm not I'm not kidding. Literally five weeks in a row, I had the second most points in the league. And every single time I happened to be playing the person who had the most points in the league. You know what Five weeks in a row, I would have literally beat any other of the twelve people. But I and this was right around playoffs, so I got I got screwed over. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. and I told my buddy, I was like, man, I feel like because at first when I started playing fantasy football, I was like, dude, this is so awesome because like <laughs> it makes me care about games that I would have normally not ever cared about. Like this is great. Like I actually want to watch the Bills, and I never wanted to watch the Bills, but I got yeah. you know. <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. But then as it as it slowly as as you start deteriorating and your mental health starts to go because you're 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 watching the bills, um, you start going, you're like, Oh well, okay, I think maybe I'd rather just watch football without possibly having a pulmonary embolism uh due to yep. something that Jay Cutler did, who you normally wouldn't give a <laughs> shit about. So I'm but yeah, yeah, but anyways, I'm in fucking I'm in two leagues now this year. Yeah. But like I kinda don't like nothing feels real like sports do not feel real right now. So I was like, eh, sure, let's play this fantasy of a fantasy that we're already <laughs> fantasizing about anyways. Yeah, it's um it's oh. weird for me. Have you have you have you guys done the thing where like if you get to a certain point of the season and everything's still going on, then whoever wins gets the money. But if like only we get through like four or five weeks, then it's just like a wash and everybody gets their money back. We haven't gone through those stipulations yet. No, uh, I mean I'm only in one. One of my leagues is a money league, and the other one's a pride okay. league. Pride. That's so. Oh, what a word to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and the other one, and, and the one, the second league I'm in is is with my wife and her family. Okay. Uh, oh boy. And so yeah, so basically what's happening there is I'm paying both me and my wife's entry fee. And then if me or my wife wins, she gets both of them anyways. So I really am just getting screwed down the line. I hate to sound yeah. like uh, doing a Ray- uh, everybody loves Raymond joke, but that just tr- <laughs> that just is what's happening. As as someone else who has given up on being like, no, you you are better at the finances than me. Have fun. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? This generation needs a Raymond. You could be that I Raymond. I yeah. agree. <laughs> Do we, do we need good. more Raymonds or do we need more? Do we need more uh, Mulaney's? Hmm, that's a good question. I think um, the only thing that's came out of the show because I've never watched a whole episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, but I find the guy who created the show, Phil. I don't know what his last Phil, name is. Uh, uh, Phil. Uh, oh my god. No, not no, not Pantera, <laughs> not Pantera. Uh, oh my, oh my god. I, I watch his show on Netflix. Phil Rosenthal. Yes. It's, yep. Yes. His um, eating show, his travel eating show, is yeah, the somebody feed Phil. It's great. Yes, it's yeah, a, it's, it's a warm blanket. It's a warm blanket, man. It's really it's <laughs> yep. been really good. He's he's so goofy. He's he's like he's got one of those um, kind of personalities where you're like, man, this guy really is the sweetest, either the sweetest guy in the world, or he's got bodies hidden in his wall, like in the the first scene mm. of uh, of uh, 
the days Sicario. of the Solinda, the Sicar- Sicario. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's one or the other. I, I don't know, but like, no, his, his eating show is fantastic. He seems like a genuinely, genuinely good dude. I don't think we're ever going to get the Ellen story about him. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a delightful program. My big thing with the, with the fantasy football this year is where I'm in a 12 person league with, um, with Scott here. And, you know, in 12 person leagues, you usually get down to where you're just drafting like pretty awful people that you're like going, just hoping that maybe they'll get good. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't even know who they are. Just hoping for the best. You can't really strategize. Your Mm-mm. first round draft pick may go out with uh, COVID like a weekend. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's going to be a nightmare. But because of that, I just don't care. Like yeah. if, you know, if it comes down to, I got beat this year because, you know, we accident we we elected a maniac and polio's back then like whatever that wasn't my fault <laughs> you can also look at it this way too it's less stressful now you know yeah 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 i think i think that's going to be the october surprise i wonder if there is a uh act of god clause in fantasy football a god uh, clause or yeah. act of god clause no, we, like, we have a there is no god clause in my fantasy football <laughs> <laughs> But it's one of those things where I think it's going to be – that's how it's going to be is I'm I'm going to be putting money into both leagues, but it's going to be one of those things where if I do lose, it's not going to bother me like the time I lost by 12th of a point and just basically turned off the TV and went to bed for two hours. Uh, yeah, it's a oh, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. 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 And you just get – when you get really dis- depressed, don't talk to, to, to other uh, players for like a week. It's just – that's when you need to step back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever lost because after they readjusted the points? No, that would I would probably have committed suicide. That, that's Maybe. happened. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. happened. That's happened to me. Like I won and then woke up the next day and found out that I had lost. Oh, oh my god! Well, how did was you handle it? Like, it? Was like a really important game. Like did you lose the playoffs by it? Or no, anything? no, no, no. It wasn't. I mean, no. I think I was already pretty firmly out of it. But it was like a. It was just more like a. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, you know, at least you got one this way. And then just yeah, the range of emotions. It was. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was no good. It felt like it felt like that movie, The Heartbreak Kid. Like everything. Oh fucking a! And then you get to the beach, and it's like, do what? And like, oh my god! But like, yeah. It, and it's it's just such it's such fucking petty bullshit. But it is, and I think it's taken at least ten years off my life. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Scott, um, Scott never really gave a crap at all about football until no. he started doing fantasy. I mean, I know I, I watched it some here and there. You know, it just it wasn't anything I really ever cared about until I played fantasy football, and now I can't stop watching it. Basically, but Sundays are yeah. ruined for you. It is. Do you the think that if you stopped playing, you would still want to watch? Like, is now now because no. you've been doing this? Okay, right, all right. No, nope. <laughs> fucking nerd. Just be just be <laughs> done with it. The fact that we record the podcast now on Sundays, I imagine this is going to be trouble for Scott in a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Scott is not going to be uh, paying any attention to the podcast or anything. I'll be checking my phone like every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, but have you, have you, is it hard for you to keep up with the fantasy football stuff? Like when you're on the road touring back it in the was, day when that you was, could do that? Yeah. That, I mean, that was actually a, a pretty huge reason last year why I quit. Like I was talking with the commissioner one, cause like what would happen to me is that, uh, when we were, when we were touring heavy, which we still would be if it wasn't for, you know, what's happening yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we were touring heavy, uh, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of weeks where like I, I would get on a plane three and four times a week. And what would happen was like just Thursday, I'd wait, you know, we'd have a show somewhere like on Wednesday and I got to wake up Thursday and go somewhere. And, and it didn't cross my mind to set my lineup before I got on the plane. 
And then I get on the plane and I pass out. And then by the time I land, I've got to rush to the theater. And then by the time I check my phone and realize the mistake I'd made, it's over. I'm screwed. (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah, it kind of got to be a pain in the ass, but, uh, really just cause I'm terrible at time management and I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. I mean, that, that whole time Trey was in a league and doing well, he's just, Trey is infinitely more mature and better, uh, at most everything than I am, um, but this year, now that you know nothing's going on, I was like, "Oh shit!" If they're going to do it, I've, I do have the time to. I need something to fill every single waking second of my life, <laughs> yes, so that I don't yes. start thinking about stuff. Yeah, yeah, how, that sounds accurate. How hard has that been on you to just basically have to stop what you've done for basically nonstop for the last couple of years, right? Like since yeah, 2016. Yeah, there's like I don't know. There's it's bittersweet. Like there's parts of it that. It, when I look back, it's it's like a, it's like it takes up so much of your time that that you don't have time to. I mean, really, you don't have time to be sad or happy about nothing. You're just yeah, 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 you're just yeah. kind of in a you're just in a constant state of go, um, which was great because it just I, every well. First off, it was let's face it, it's it's a dream come true, like genuinely a dream come true. And every every day, I know that I'm the luckiest dude in the world. Now, when you're that busy, sometimes. It, you what you have to wait until you're like in the hotel room about to pass out before you can kind of process it because you're just go 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 um so yeah. I've, I've i've truly i think enjoyed every second of it of course there's a couple runs where it's like oh god and not listen not to disparage the midwest i'm not going to do that that's not what i'm trying to do but when we play the midwest there's a, a lot of runs we go on where they don't like none of these places actually have airports that make sense so every <laughs> single day we'll go we'll, we'll be like we'll, we'll have like a six day run and we have to drive to every single day and they're all four and a half hours apart and that's just about i don't miss that shit like being in the car is is often no good because uh it's made it's made all three of us better friends and it's also made of us made us want to murder each other um (laughs) but but it's been awesome but but i will say this like the the pandemic has been kind of bittersweet for me because like obviously i do not like the reason that this is true but just the simple fact is this is the first time i've ever gotten to be um, an uncle and a husband and, and a lot of things. Cause I've, be, I've just yeah. been home. It's, it, it's been an adjustment, but, um, but man, I do, I mean, I, I like the busyness of being on the road cause I feel employed. I'm doing a thing. I'm like, Oh, here, here yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. It, it's, it's easier for me to write like that. The creative juices kind of just are always permeating through your body. You don't have to like try to conjure it up. Like now I feel like when I'm just at home all the time, especially being at home. Cause if you're at home, there's your TV, there's your computer, there's your ex, there's fucking all this stuff. And I have to like really yep. discipline myself to write every day and to create something every day. Whereas like on the road, it's just like, I don't know, man, it's like just a tornado just coming out of you. Cause you just, you don't have time to slow down, but I, you know, I miss it because yeah. I want the world to get back to normal. But at the same time, there's part of me that if someone was like, Hey, uh, you could still be a successful comedian, but you'd never have to leave your house. I'd be like, well, I don't know. That sounds pretty good. That's not, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> this is pretty nice. The first hermit comedian. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd but be yeah. Awesome. But that's gotta be, um, so have you, so you have found yourself like riding a lot more, like since, uh, I guess for the last, what has it been about five months now? Yeah. Well, honestly, longer for us. Cause so the last time I was on a stage, I've done zoom shows, like I've done online shows, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the last time I was on a stage was December 20th, 2019. And really? that's, yeah. And that's because, uh, so we've still got our ongoing deal with ABC for a pilot, which we just re-upped. It's not been on the nice. air as everyone knows, but we just re-upped yeah. and we're still working on it. So our goal was 
Um, we're going to, December is always the, the, it was a huge busy month for us. And we usually, that's when we try to tour, we do Chattanooga, Knoxville, Nashville. That way Trey can go see his family. Drew can go see his family and I can be close to, you know, home for Christmas. So we plan it out like that. And then at the the end of the year, we have a residency, uh, with Zanies in Nashville. We took a, when Ralph, Ralphie May had the week before Christmas and whenever Ralphie died, they gave it to us, which I, you know. I can't even believe I just oh, wow. said that. It's crazy. Like it's really huge honor. And, and they did that. Like, the, Oh yeah. Zany, Zany's loves us and we love them. And, and our whole thing was like, Hey, this way you guys, every year, you know, uh, when it comes to Christmas, we will be in Tennessee for Christmas and getting paid to do it. So it makes sense. Like, you know, it's not like a whole thing to fly down there. Cause it's like, Hey, we're, we're working. We got to do it. So we did this big Christmas show and this year we did it completely different. We, we did stand up, but we only did, we did some, a very, very abridged sets, all three of us. And we wrote a Christmas play. Like we wrote a liberal <laughs> redneck Christmas play and, uh, performed it. It was a variety show. We had music. We had, um, you know, we did a parody of the, the night before Christmas. Um, there was a Santa Claus sketch, all this stuff. And we just really blew it up big time. Like it was, it was fucking tremendous. Um, and so our thing was, all right, once we do that, we're putting a lot of energy into that. We're going to take two months off to, mm. because Hey, we've been, we've been busting ass for four years and we haven't taken more than a week and a half or two weeks off at a time. So we're going to take two months off to recharge our batteries and also work strictly on, the ABC pilot and a lot, we also have a, I can't say with who or, or to what degree, but we also have a, a cartoon deal that we're working on oh, awesome. and a couple of, oh, and yeah. a couple other things individually. And we're like, we need these two months just to sit down and fucking do it. Well, so we do, and we have a very productive two months and then it's March 6th and we're about to go back on the road and our first show is in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I could not be more excited because if, if we love Zanies, Raleigh, North Carolina, Charlie Goodnights is like, make two or three it's right there on the list of greatest clubs in the country so uh i fly out to los angeles i had to fly out to los angeles two days before because i was uh where i was i'm working on a game show with game show network and we were we were doing the initial run through uh of the of the game show and so i'm out there and we're all hanging out and 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 uh, everybody starts talking about this this virus have you heard about this yeah it's corona or covid nobody knew what to fucking call it and yada 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 and yeah it was like uh it was like uh as i'm about to leave we find out that Tom Hanks has, you know, has fucking coronavirus. And I was, and oh, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And my manager starts freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, what's wrong? And I forgot my manager uh, dates or dated. I don't know if they're dating anymore. She dated this dude that worked at Tom Hanks's production company was Tom Hanks's number one guy. And apparently oh, had God. been with Tom. Yeah. And apparently had been with Tom Hanks, like right before he, he left to fly to Australia to shoot a movie. And so now my manager thinks she's got this shit and I've been with my manager all fucking day. And so I'm like, I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. But we, but nobody really knew how big of a deal it was. Like we, yeah. nobody'd seen anybody die yet. So we fly to Raleigh. Uh, I get there and I, I get straight to my hotel, take a nap, wake up at about two in the afternoon. And I look at my phone. I had a missed calls from my agent and my agent Val said, uh, Hey buddy, I hate to tell you this, but it's, it appears that you have flown to Raleigh just to take a nap because the governor of North Carolina just shut down all shows. And I, and that, and I was like, okay, this shit is a bigger deal than, you know, we were giving it credit for, but even then we were still yeah. like, all right, well, I mean, look, we're America. We we'll have this shit knocked out in a couple of weeks. We'll be back on the road. And yeah, that was March 6. And I'm sitting here talking to you on uh, what, what, what even month is it? What is, what is time? Time has no meaning anymore. Um, yeah. So it was weird. So it's been a, it's been a I, fucking while, man. Yeah. Cause we actually had recorded an episode um, 
when we were still at the other network, uh, like a week before it really should hit the fan here. And I remember halfway in the episode, I was just looking online and was on uh, Reddit, and uh, they were talking about Italy, just how Severa had gotten there, where they had basically just mm. shut down the whole country. And I was like, man, that's crazy. But in my mind, I was thinking that's not going to happen here. Yeah, I have no idea too. why I thought that because of who we have in well, charge of this country. Well, but well, we had a pandemic response team, right? Yeah, and then they got fired. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you fucking why you thought that, and it's the same reason I did, which is very dumb. But it's just that we have been fed bullshit by the propaganda machine literally our whole life that America is number one, we're the best, blah blah. And in like, yeah, a lot of regards, uh, we are like making blockbuster movies i guess i don't know but like i'm just saying like we of course we think that but then when you step back and and look at it you're like oh wait oh shit yeah but, i still love when uh that scene from was it newsroom newsroom yes yeah, yeah. that's that clip from the oh, newsroom yeah, yeah. yeah. just jeff, circulating jeff again oh yeah yeah jeff daniels going on his, on his little rant i'm like isn't that a decade old now oh man maybe it is that, I was just gonna say that's one of Aaron, that's one of Aaron Sorkin's top five sticking his head directly up his own butt moments, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just one of those things that got so crazy because then, like, um, the Bond movie got delayed, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy!" And then the Fast and the Furious movie got delayed, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, now it's serious. Real. This is real, yeah, now, yeah, guys, because that's family." And for them to push that back till next, because they didn't just go, "Hey, we're gonna push it back till the fall." They said we're going to push it back a whole year, like a full year. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then the NBA closed down, and and the NBA closed down, and the next day the first case in Knox County hit, and that's the next day I was uh, basically working from home for my company, and this is where I've been for since March thirteenth. Yeah, man. It's just yeah, it's just like dominoes how quickly things changed, and I liked how there was that week where everybody as a country was kind of together before yeah, the whole before week. everything yeah. like fell apart and it's insane that it fell apart yeah that's how that yeah that's how that yeah. goes that's how that goes like i remember right after 9 11 it was like that for a minute too we were just like yeah right on republican yeah. or democrat don't mean nothing we're americans god damn it and then yeah. and then you know and just the same as back then rudy giuliani did some fucking shit and then <laughs> and here we are <laughs> yeah he's the he's the key to it all um yeah. so i know like um <laughs> In your last, in your comedy special, you're talking about your wife, and she's a second grade teacher. That is accurate. Yeah, is she um, going back into the school environment, or is she <laughs> yeah, going to be teaching yeah. virtually? No, she's already back, man. And like, I mean, you know, nobody's a fan oh. of that, but that's just no. what I mean. My my thing is, I think it will not be long before she's back home because okay. there, there's already been several schools that there's been a case and they've had to shut the fuck down. And like, dude, it's gonna happen where she's at and i'm and because of it i'm probably going to get the goddamn coronavirus whereas i've been sitting yeah. here doing the right thing at my house forever uh you know that's what that's kind of how it goes but no she had to she had to go back last week like i was i was down there masked masked up and gloved up helping her set her damn schoolroom up because i mean again as as much as i do not agree with the whole situation she's still my wife yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was her job and therefore my job and i'm gonna do that but uh, I just, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it's really, it's really bizarre around here. Like I'm, it's, it's really testing my, I don't know if patience is the right word, but like, I'm, I'm starting to be like, you know, what does it fucking matter if I do the right thing? Because literally no one else is like no one else is. Yep. So 
I'm going to end up getting screwed because of them. And, but, it, but at least hell, at least they went out and had fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to end up, I'm going to end up getting this the same way as if I had just been living my life normal. Uh, and so it's kind of bullshit, yep. but like, but like, and I, I don't know, man, like it just, it's really, 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 really frustrating uh, that, and it's not just been like recently, like, I mean, that, don't get me wrong. There are some people who took it a lot more seriously a couple months ago than they are now. But for the most part around here, yeah, it seems like a lot of people just carried on uh, as, as much as they could. I mean, obviously there were businesses closed and they couldn't do everything, but like, I remember like literally like a week in or two weeks in, like people were having like what they called quarantine parties. They were like, Hey, since we can't go to the bar, since we can't go to the bars and stuff, why don't we just all come over and hang out at our house and blah, blah, blah. And, and I would just tell, I was like, I would tell them, I was like, Hey guys, you know, it's the same fucking thing. They're like, no, no, out there is where all the people have the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're all the people. You're the same. Like you're. <laughs> fucking, I don't understand. You're, COVID's, COVID's just hiding behind bushes, just waiting. Yeah, if we're together yeah. in a room, we're going to be safe. You know, uh, strength in numbers. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. <laughs> it's it's absolutely bananas. It's so crazy, and um. Well, I always felt bad for the the kids who had parents that were like, "Oh no, no, we have a better idea. We're gonna make sure. Yeah, you know, we're gonna specifically invite someone with COVID over." So everybody gets it, then we'll all be fine. That's yep. it's not fucking chicken pox. Yeah, that's no, yeah, that's yeah. dude. Some people are fucking crazy, and that's the that's the problem that people don't understand. It's like, look, has Donald Trump ever put a gun to somebody's head and pulled the trigger? Not that I know, at no. least. Not that I know, and, yeah. and he wouldn't. He's too much of a chicken shit. No, um, yeah. but what? But spreading intentionally spreading misinformation for political gain, mm-hmm. which results in people dying is bad i mean it's that's murder almost it's it's, yeah. it's at least some degree of some shit and it's dangerous yeah. and nobody gives a shit man like nobody they, no. they will follow this dude into the bowels of hell i've never i've never quite seen anything anything like it in my life yeah i was the, um, it's the vocal it's the vocal minority too that, that bugs me it's like because there's plenty of people who are like you said we are doing the right thing we're keeping ourselves safe but you know the people who are going out there they're sharing it on Instagram. They're sharing it on Facebook. They're making this huge show of look at me, not giving a fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And Herman Cain did that. And then he fucking died. Yeah. And then apparently came back from the dead. I'm not I sure. Saw that. That I, saw, I saw that tweet. That was I eerie. Think his daughter has taken over his Twitter page. And it's so crazy because they're still pushing the same agenda. It's like, did you not learn anything from your father's death? It <laughs> no, did not need to happen. Um, but I was in a, facebook argument with somebody yesterday and i just had to stop arguing because he screamed at me if trump has ever lied prove it with video evidence and i was just like you probably thought you owned me here but this is just really sad and i'm just going to back out now yeah i mean that's then that's the easiest thing like there's every every day there's a new compilation where it's like yeah dude look i mean i'm nobody's even toying with anything he right here said this and then right here said this and both of those things cannot be true. Therefore, one of them is a lie. That is how lies work. Mm-hmm. You got to get the fuck off Facebook, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I've, I've stopped letting myself look at it in the morning before work because otherwise, when I go into I'm, work, I'm going to get mad. I'm totally off. Like I have the, uh, I have a fan page on there, but when you have a fan page, it, you, you don't, it doesn't have the feed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I can, I just go on there and like, cause I have to have, I mean, you know, as an entertainer, you have to have like all of, even if you don't like some form of social media, it's like, well, fuck, you gotta 
have it and you know use it or whatever so i'm lucky like if you have the fan page you have a, a special little app that's just for that and then you go on there you post your shit and all you can see is what you posted and if someone commented on it now don't get me wrong them can get pretty gnarly too <laughs> uh, that's that's a pretty rough world that you don't want to go down but like i don't have to, i no longer have to see what the dipshits i went to high school who don't know shit about fuck are up to uh mainly yeah. because i found they're not on twitter okay <laughs> Huh. Um, do you ever feel that temptation to go into the comment section on like your fan page and your page and yeah. uh, interact with the dumbasses that are attacking you there? Yeah, but I've stopped. Uh, I still well, I still interact, but it's I found a way that um, that pleases me. Um, instead of used to, I'd go, I'd get, I'd be drunk as shit, and I'd go in there and blah. blah. And then I was like, dude, could they ever in a million years change your opinion about something no so why would you think that you could to them like it's not worth your time and also if they're being this volatile then they don't want to be talked to so but i do want to respond <laughs> to everything so I've, I've found a new way uh, which is when someone comes on there and calls me a libtard or tells me to go fuck myself or tells me that when like i i get especially ever since i started doing these new videos um, i get death threats like every day which like that never used to happen it usually i mean yeah, i get called crazy. an idiot wow yeah it's crazy i get called an idiot all the time and that was no big deal but like i'd never really because like, i saw trey trey gets death threats out like I, I saw him go through that and i was like well you know that's a different level and now i'm not at trey's level but like i'm starting to get them like people are really fucking upset but instead of saying anything back when someone says hey you know if i ever find out where you live i'm gonna come there and fucking kill you or or I, you know i i saw i saw a picture of your niece how would you like it if i stomp on her fucking head you libtard piece of shit that's a literal that's a direct quote um i'll I, I just say i just say hey buddy i'm praying for you i hope you find what you're looking for and that fucking sends them <laughs> into a goddamn rage or they don't know how to respond and so yeah. i get to respond and feel good about like i didn't let them have the last word but it's also i'm not stooping to their level and dude i'm telling i've seen i've seen some people come fucking unraveled just by i'm praying for you i hope you find what you're looking for so no yeah. i don't i don't get into like i don't i'm not having a fucking conversation and if someone legitimately wanted to have like an actual conversation then i would but that has happened i think the last time i checked the statistics was zero fucking percent <laughs> ever on the internet right <laughs> yeah well, actually uh ryan and i were talking about this the other day uh because we were talking about uh, conservative comedians and uh, people who make most of their jokes t uh, taking taking cheap shots at uh, like transgenders, yeah, uh, uh, any other minorities, uh, black folk, and it's like why you know the whole idea of comedy is supposed to be that you're punching up, yeah. Why are they they doing this? And I was like, oh, d they think they're punching up. Like they think that they are being oppressed yeah, by no, these no. minorities. Absolutely. Somehow. Yeah, no, they do. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, they, no, they, they think that's the scariest part is they think they're in the right. So yeah, that response of, uh, yeah, we used to do it, uh, whenever people would come drive by, uh, I used to, I used to LARP back in the day and whenever people really? would drive by, <laughs> Oh yes. I, the fancy outfit, foam weapons and smacking the tar out of each oh, other. That's, that's awesome, man. Oh, makes me so happy. And whenever people would drive by and yell out various uh, slurs out the window, uh, we first started trying like yelling stuff back, and then we realized how useless it was. Yeah, and so our response became "Go with God in your heart." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that seemed that seemed to knock it down a lot more faster. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, they don't know how to respond. Kill them with kindness. So this was just yesterday, right? 
<laughs> I wish. I um, wish. I, I wish my back would let me go back. When I right. um, when I used to work at U.S. Cellular, next to U.S. Cellular is the U.S. Cellular uh, soccer field, and mm-hmm. a lot of LARPers would come there in the afternoon to play. Or I'm sorry, really? Austin. I don't mean to. Play is probably not the cool word you use for it. No, no, it's just um, playing. We, we dressed up like rodeo clowns and smacked each other with pool toys. It's, <laughs> so, it's fine. <laughs> for like the last two hours of my shift, I would just watch them throw. I guess it's bags of bird seeds. Is that what you use uh, for magic spells? Depends on the group. Okay, but they would throw bags bags of seeds at themselves, block <laughs> stuff with shields. I could tell they were having fun, but it's sad. <laughs> I mean, it's it was only. It was only sad when you got the people who took it a little too seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the kind of the kind of people who would be upset if their their character actually died in game and mm-hmm. would be broken about it. As we we had oh god, there were there were a few that like their character was suave and debonair, but they were not. Uh-huh. And so that they would get they would the the disconnect was hilarious. Okay. I I always played a drunk. So there you go. I was already there. I was already f- having. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have to get into character too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. So they were basically like uh, Stephen Urkel and Stefan Urkel. Yes, in their heads yeah. they were Stefan, but everyone okay. only could see Stephen. Okay. I can't Sad. believe there were no Stefans LARPing. <laughs> now there were. Wait, really? There were. Every now and then you get you get the guys who they would they they were there more for the combat. Like we, mm. we refer to them usually as stick jocks uh-huh. because they were there for the combat aspect of it and the strategy of how can I be the best fighter on field? And they tended to be pretty fucking handsome. Uh, I'll be told because <laughs> <laughs> they also came because a lot of them, a lot of them too were people who played, uh, they played lacrosse or soccer oh, yeah, in high school and had some career, career ending in- injury. Mm. And then they're like, well, what do I do now? Ooh, that looks like fun. So that's the <laughs> yeah. next logical step from uh, going pro is to go to LARPing. Apparently. There's no pro LARPing. Though. Um, I think that's acting. Yeah. Nice. Acting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, I was trying to think about it. I was like, technically, uh, technically, some of the, some of the, at least with an amp guard, uh, the one, the phone one that I played, there were some people who tried to make a profit off of it, but they were usually frowned upon. It's supposed to be put together as a nonprofit, but you do can, you can get donations and stuff from people, but it's supposed to go back into the groups. Okay, I, this this got off. But... This has been fascinating, but Corey, I hate to say this, you weren't actually supposed to be our main guest today. That's okay. It's embarrassing, I know, but uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get him or not because his schedule is pretty packed right now. Yeah. But if you don't mind sliding down a little bit, ladies yeah, yeah, and gentlemen, no problem. No problem. I'd like to introduce you. Actually, Boston, give him a proper introduction. Oh, you, you bastard! Um, give me. You're the <clears throat> comic. Entering the Zencaster Studios, the baller from Chickamauga. Put your hands together for the buttercream dream. Listen here real quick, Boston McCow and Scott and Ryan, what the fuck are you guys doing, you LARPing sons of bitches, you big old balls of nerd? <laughs> Wait, is this the buttercream dream or my dad? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Both? You're going to get pissed. Yeah, this is, a cool, this is a cool way to find out my dad is a, a professional wrestling wrestler. What? <laughs> Which territory is your mama from, son? 
all of them. <laughs> um, so she's been uh, around. Yeah, can we can we call you um, Buttercream? You can call me whatever you like as long as you put a sir behind it, boy. Sir Buttercream. Sure. So wait, who's the larper? Um, <laughs> but how's it been for you so far with the whole COVID thing? Because I know you're you're growing up your popularity. Um, you're still you're still wrestling, right? Oh, I'll tell you right now, I just, every single day I'm social distancing in my yard, just hanging out there, screaming at my phone, screaming at all the peons out there that would, that would have, uh, that would have this country fall apart and, uh, turn to anarchy before we, uh, get, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, I've been drinking <laughs> all night. The buttercream, the, but, the buttercream dream likes, uh, Jameson whiskey, that pussy Corey, he drinks a couple beers and then he goes to yeah. bed, but the buttercream dream stays up all night. Uh, with my three wives, I don't know if you know this, but the buttercream dream is into polyamory. Corey's not; it's a whole thing here at the house because we do live together. Unfortunately, we got we got we got social. That's the problem. See, the buttercream dream was down here visiting Corey. Corey was uh, teaching the buttercream dream how to do videos and how to do podcasts and all that good stuff. And then the COVID yeah. happened, and we've been quarantined together this entire goddamn time. But we've been doing pretty good um, with the social distancing. I just, like I said, I just kind of stay in the yard and scream at my phone every day. I think I'm not going to say anything today. I'm, the buttercream dream's going to be quiet, but then I'll be goddamned. I get on Twitter, and some son of a bitch, usually Donald Trump, has done something to make me go completely off my rocker. And I feel that it's important for the world to know the thoughts of the buttercream dream. <laughs> it's, this is true. This is true. I agree. Um, and the fact that you're drunk still definitely makes me think you might be my dad. Well, Ryan, I, ha- I hate to hear that about your childhood, son. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. I'm I'm in therapy now. So where you live, and I don't want I don't want Corey to get doxxed, but you live next to Ric Flair, right? Because I was watching Parts one of your unknown. videos the other day. Parts unknown. Parts and unknown, your, son. Okay. And I heard your neighbor woo. Do you live? Yeah, is yeah. is Ric Flair then your neighbor? No, it wasn't that good of a woo. I, I don't know what no, here's here's what the here's what the buttercream dream thinks, <laughs> honestly. Uh what I think is that that's some bitch so <laughs> he's only been living there about two weeks, and from what I can gather, that some bitch has been standing out there every single night just going, I swear to God, the next time this crazy shirtless motherfucker screams, I'm gonna give him the what fur. But then the buttercream <laughs> dream got out there and he was too scared, so he gave me a jovial woo to be like, It's okay, buttercream dream, we're all good. Don't come over here and smack me in the face with your championship belt like I know you could. Well, that's nice. You're you're actually helping Corey get better acquainted with his neighbors, so that's a good thing. I believe so. I like to consider myself a friendship buffer. <laughs> that's it's definitely buffering. Yeah. So, are you going to be? We're going to see you all this week at the DNC convention. Oh no, the buttercream dream ain't traveling. I may have to pipe myself in there via the uh, video system, but I, I assure you this: I will be screaming. Uh, at my house, and by God, they will be able to hear me. In uh, where, where's 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 the DNC? I think it's <laughs> where's, all where's kinds where's of I think it's virtually. Oh shit! I think it's at all. Uh, it's all virtually. I think. Well, in that case, of course, the buttercream dream will show up. Uh, <laughs> I'll pop myself in via Zoom. I'll have one of you fucking nerds that knows about hacking stuff get me into their feed, and uh, <laughs> me and Kamala will have a couple words. Uh, nice. She sent a couple of my best friends away back when she was a prosecutor. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have to have. Uh, look, I'm still gonna vote for her, but goddamn. Uh, yeah, but yeah, 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 no, man, I, I'm I'm glad that the Democrats <laughs> have decided to do a, a Zoom comedy show for their convention. That sounds a lot better than everyone getting together at a super spreader and giving each other adult cooties like the Republicans have decided to do. Uh, having it catered by Bojangles, I'm certain. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that we figured that out. But no, the Buttercream Dream hasn't gotten his invite. I'm still a little bit of a rogue. I'm still a little bit of an outsider. Yeah, 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 I'm still yeah, a little yeah. bit of an outlier. 
I'm like a Abby Kaufman, Abby Hoffman. That a, which one was he? Kaufman or Hoffman? Abby Hoffman. I'm at, that, yes. You could have put Abby Abby Hoffman and and uh, and uh, Andy Kaufman together. You got the buttercream dream. I'm Abby Kaufman. I'm a little bit of a renegade. I shape things up. I'm shirtless. I'm sweaty. I'm stinky, but I smell so good. You hear me? Skew. <laughs> I don't know what a good follow-up here is. I don't think there is one. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe the buttercream dream needs to go take a shit, and we'll get Corey back in here. How about that? You know what? Let's do that. You know what? Uh, it, it, thank it was you a pleasure, for being, Mr. Dream. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, don't take it too hard on Kamala this week. You know, uh, sort out your business with her, but just get ready. You know, November's coming up before you know it. You got you know, it. If you got it, pal. drinking, probably a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Vote, vote blue, no matter who, and skew. <laughs> <laughs> he is the poet of a generation. He is. Uh, he but, uh, I just realized I've so never, much, I've uh, never. Oh yeah, no, he's already gone. Um, okay. I, I, I just realized. <laughs> I, That's amazing. Before, be, before the buttercream dream left, he told me. Uh, he whispered in my ear. He said, "Hey, tell the guys that I've never had uh, an actual conversation, and I'm sorry that I kind of just sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin." He said that, not me. That was his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His oh, whole, sure. His whole thing. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, the fact yeah, he was yeah. able to come and be such a presence as drunk as he was is super mm. impressive. Oh, like, my dad can never alcoholic. My no, dad, no, unless no. you were having him talk about black people. Then There's a lot of could. shit your dad couldn't do, Ryan. He ain't the buttercream. Shut the fuck up. I'm doing a podcast. God, that guy. So, so you guys are probably on your last nerves, right? How long has he been there with his three wives? Uh, man, since March. Um, He's been yeah. in my, now. Luckily, I have an attic. Uh, no, there's no air conditioner up there, which is why his chest is always so glistening. But he's been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, it's better than having a dog. You know what I mean? Like he oh, keeps yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. I haven't had to see my parents in a while. That's been cool. <laughs> sure. He seems loyal. He's yeah. very loyal. He's a loyal guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we I have our like a dog. You just got to feed him every now and then, right? Yeah. We, we have our spats, but like fundamentally, we're me and him are on the same page. So. Uh, you know, it, it is it is what it is. Yeah, I'd say it'd be a lot harder be if he was like a Trump fan, right, Corey? Whew. Yeah, that'd be rough. Uh, which is funny because like a lot of people think that he like it's. This is another one of those things about you know people just don't click on stuff like they don't watch yeah. like they'll just see a thumbnail mm -hmm. or something. I've seen him. He put up he puts up some of his videos sometimes, and like some of the first comments will be like, "You stupid MAGA Trump loving hillbilly redneck piece of shit," and it's like, "Fucking what? <laughs> like, yeah. did you even watch one yeah. second? Because like I and like almost." Every, you know, the first of, of all of that guy's videos are usually just, you know, Donald Trump, listen here. I can do a really good impression. Uh, Don <laughs> Donald Trump, listen here real quick, you <laughs> fucking pea brain, legless, you know, uh, syphilitic son of a bitch. Like, he don't, he don't hit for him. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to say, that's kind of spot on, Corey. Yeah, that's not just, just like him. Yeah, just like him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not the, bad. If the comedy thing, you know, never works out, you could just probably go on the road as like a yeah. dream, dream impersonator. There you go. I, I, may, I, may, I may have to. It's all the time he's spending with you, right? You're able to impersonate him that well. Yeah. You're getting yeah, his yeah, essence. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's what separates the, the good Elvis impersonators from the great Elvis impersonators. The ones that get his soul. Anybody yeah. can put the, put the mullet chops on and shake their hips, but it's a special person that connects with the hound dog. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's LARPing. I don't know what to tell you. 
<laughs> Although, okay, so this is going to be off track a bit, but um, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't so need to in, pr- pretend to yeah. be in character anymore. <laughs> no, no, keep kayfabe. Um, but in Pigeon Forge, they have a wax museum. It's kind of like, um, yeah. it's the wax museum dolls though are horrible, and if yeah, they really. were like in certain sets, like you would go, oh yeah, that's Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic. You would have no idea who they were supposed right. to be. It's right. like the worst like wax dolls I think I've ever seen. It's they're horrible. They're they're so bad. Is you Are you trying to say that again. that's what I look like when I'm out in my yard shirtless? Like I look like a wax character <laughs> of Corey? Yes, but I would add the word melting wax. Um, <laughs> good i'm losing weight <laughs> yeah no you are um yeah that's another thing have you found uh because i think it's been like two ways for people either during the COVID they've lost weight or they're putting on weight um, I, i'm a yo-yo and motherfucker i mean it's bad. Yeah. like i've definitely gained weight but like every like one week i'll lose 10 pounds the next week i'll gain it back uh the next yeah. week i'll lose seven and then i'll keep it off from it so like it, we basically i've found out how full of shit i've been for uh a, a long time which was and i say that to mean that when we, we you know we as a group i've been doing stand-up for this is year i'm in year 16 right now uh cause, yeah, yeah i'm 30, yeah because yeah, i'm 32 and i started when i was 16 uh you know as i've said to a million people i don't count the first five years really because who you know what you don't want to hear a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old motherfucker. Like it doesn't, I just, that was the time when I got good stage presence. And then when I finally <laughs> learned something, I knew uh, how to articulate it better than most people starting out at 21. Point yeah. is I've been doing comedy for a long time and therefore eating bar food and shit for a long time and drinking way too much. And, and then the past four years have been on the road so heavily and me and Trey, uh, we ballooned up like pretty pretty quickly in that first year two years and then we sort of like leveled off and you know got to like you know our playing weight that we could kind of maintain but we like the whole time we would just we'd be out eating and we'd be like man you know if we like if we weren't on the road like if we were at home and we had some like some like a a, a routine because you can't get a minister you can't get a routine on the road if we had a routine like i only yeah. eat this shitty because it's impossible not to eat shitty when you're on the road so like if we if we ever got to the point where like we were just working on a tv show like a nine to five and we could eat at home every day man i'd <laughs> shit man I'd, I'd look fucking great well this <laughs> then the, this happened and i found out like god damn Man, at least on the like on the road, yes, I was eating shitty, but because I was so busy, I only had time to eat shitty one time a day. Now, dude, I'm fucking I'm eating like five <laughs> I'm eating five like we're about to go to war meals, you know, yeah. every single day. I'm inventing stuff and it's been a lot of fun, but like then I'm going like I'm like, well, I can't go do nothing because that's where the disease is. So I better stay at the yeah. house and be a good one. And then I'm just getting on the couch. And I'm like, well, guess who never watched The Wire and needs to do it in four days? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, but I have kind of let like I, I'm on I'm on a downslope right now. Like this past week, I lost I think seven or eight pounds, mainly because nice. I was super bu- super busy. I just started a new podcast uh, about a month ago, and and it's a very um, 
it's very it's a pre-written situation like a lot of most of it's pre-written like i'm doing a lot of sketches and a lot yeah. of like it's a it's a variety show so like it's not like a whereas well read we do an hour we turn on the mics we've got a couple things we want to talk about but like nothing's pre-written or whatever so like i've been like really stressing myself i've been treating my office here like a writer's room like i've got a you know i've got like a, a dry race board and i'm i'm you know act one of this act two like really sketching everything out and because of that i ride just i didn't fucking eat uh but then i know what's going to happen to see today after i get off with y'all i've got some more storyboarding to do and then i'll record and then we'll record the like back and forth part tomorrow and then as soon as that's over tuesday will be what i call bottomless pit day and mm-hmm. bottomless <laughs> bottomless pit day i'm sure y'all are very familiar is where I sit there the whole day going, I know for a fact there was a time in my life where I wouldn't have been able to fit even half of what I just fit into my body, yet somehow I'm able to keep going, and I'm not really hungry. I'm just less sad. I don't know how this is happening, <laughs> but, like, I, I like, dude, it's, it's inside. Like, I will eat, like, a Thanksgiving plate worth of food and then, like, go sit down and turn on the tv and then be like oh dude you can't watch tv without fucking a snack you need a snack um so fuck i don't know i mean it's and then still, probably I, a second I, snack because you know tv shows last a while right yeah and i know i mean a lot of it's stemming from uh i've st- uh I'm, I'm going on two years no cigarettes and it's still oh. very much a thing of Dang. like i need something to do with my hands yeah, 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 yeah. No, I good for you though, Corey. That's awesome. I get that. I chew on. Yeah, it's the best thing. Sometimes. Anybody out there listening, if you if you uh, if you've been thinking about quitting, well, first off, I mean, obviously, everybody knows you you can't quit until you want to quit. That's just that's just true. I tried like mm-hmm. yeah, I tried like 15, 16 times to know because every because my, my either who I was dating at the time wanted me to quit or my mom wanted me to quit or something. It never worked. And then one day I was like, "Fuck this shit," and I haven't had one in two years. But if you're like on the verge do it it's without a doubt best decision i ever made in my whole life i'm sure you feel so much better now too right amazing man like i'm still uh, you know i still booze uh from time to time but like i'll sincerely the head the hangovers aren't near the amount (laughs) as when you smoke cigarettes it's crazy yeah and with how fast you were going like um like you said like your life was basically sleeping in a hotel getting up getting an airplane all the shit it was probably just not healthy with you with also with the cigarettes, right? Have you found like just a more boost of strength? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that, and it was, yeah, it was kind of a concession. Cause it was like, okay, man, like, cause I, I was feeling like shit all the time. I was so busy. And like, you know, we, at, at any point, me, Trey and Drew, uh, have at least four projects that we're juggling. And then we'll have some individual stuff too. And it got to where I was like, I, I literally can't like one of these is going to end up being shitty. Cause I'm not going to have the energy to focus on it. And I was like, I've, I've got to get in shape or start eating better. And I realized neither one of them things were going to happen. And I was like, well, if you quit smoking, that would probably take a lot of the load off of it, you know? And uh, so it was just basically, it was just basically just me saying, you're going to get in shape and start eating better or you could quit smoking. And I was like, I genuinely think that the chemical dependence will be easier to kick than food and getting my fat <laughs> ass to a gym. And I was right. <laughs> so. huh. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But it's a struggle, right? Because Boston, you, I mean, I don't want, yeah, well, we're going to be personal. You've been kind of like trying to quit too for a while, right? Tr- trying and failing. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, man. I, I smoked for years and I, it took me a few tries too, but uh, once I did, you know, and stuck with it, it, it was like I felt just 100% better uh, overall. Yeah. I got lucky it, in the sense. Hard. Yeah. I got lucky in the sense that me wanting to quit 
uh, also coincided with me getting one of the sickest I've ever been in my life. And oh, wow. I just, yeah, like just so fucking, we were doing Thanksgiving shows. There were shows near Thanksgiving in, in the Carolinas. I had DJ Lewis with me. Uh, y'all know DJ. And, uh, yeah. and so, and I started getting sick like the last night we were there and I couldn't, I, did, I mean, my throat wouldn't allow me to have a cigarette. And then me and him rode back together um, and I was sick and I was driving and he was smoking cigarettes the whole way in my car, which I, I, I smoked at the time too. So I didn't give a shit. And so I was letting him, but like the whole time it was just making me so nauseous and cause I was sick. And then I got home and I was like, well, I, I clearly can't smoke while I'm sick. And then, but my sickness lasted for like a week. And after I got better, I just had the thought of like, okay, you're already one week down. That's such a hard week. Just keep mm-hmm. going. Like, and you, and you didn't even, you weren't even really trying. You physically couldn't have a cigarette. Like you wanted one, but you couldn't have one. So I just used that as a jumping off point. And that was two years ago, come this Thanksgiving. So if you get fucking sick, give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, was, I was trying to do it with the, with the quarantine yeah. where it's like, well, can't go, can't go to the store to right. get them. Uh, to get them like at first i just got a whole carton before beforehand yeah it was like i started i started only smoking like maybe two a day and i was like i can just keep weaning this yeah less and less well and i think that's smart i mean cold turkey's insane Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I did it, but like, I cannot stress to you enough. I'd already in my mind hit rock bottom with like how much I wanted to quit. And then also I got sick. Um, but I mean, yeah, dude, don't, you know, wean yourself and, and all that good stuff. Nicotine gum's good. <clears throat> uh, like for real, but like, it's just now, now that it's been, and I'm still like, I'm smart enough to know that I'm not out of the woods. Like you're never really out of the woods. Um, because the first, the first time that I really made a solid effort, I quit for four months. And, and I thought, well, shit, man, I'm good. And then uh, one night it was a uh, it was so self-conscious. It was a, I was living in New York at the time. I was living in Forest Hills, Queens, which, you know, who's from Forest Hills, Queens, right? Peter Parker. Um, so I was living in Forest Hills, Queens. Wait, wait, what? OK, yeah, we're going to get why, back to that. Go on, I'm going with your story. It's literally why I chose to live there. Like I was looking at places and in my in my budget, oh. which was uh, which was my budget at that time was just run up a credit card, you'll succeed, and um, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and it was down to it was down to Forest Hills and and Jamaica or Corona or something. And I and I was like, wait, Forest Hills, that sounds familiar. And then it dawned on me, I was like, that's where Stan Lee and Peter Parker are from. Fuck that, yep. I'm living there. So, anyways, yeah. um, I was living in New York and I'd quit. Uh, for four months and it was kind of easy financially because cigarettes are like 18 dollars a pack there so so it was like i was like all right i got it and then one night um i got off work and i went and did a set somewhere in manhattan or something and i got back on the train i was going back to my place and i went to the 7-eleven i was going to get a case of beer and just sit on my couch uh which was also my bed and watch my tv which was also my old ipad and um and I was going to just drink beer and, and I go get the beer. I put it up on the counter. And uh, as I'm walking, as I'm walking back to my apartment, I look in my hand and there's a pack of cigarettes. And clearly what oh, had wow. happened was I had said, uh, yeah, also and a, and a pack of camel filters in a box. Cause that was just, so, I was so used to, if I put beer on the counter and they look at me, I have to say, and a pack of camel filters in a box. And I had done that without thinking 
Um, and then I drank the whole case of beer and I smoked a cigarette and I, then I was just smoking again. <laughs> like I just, oh God. I just, I, after four yeah. months of thinking I had it, whoops, like now even yeah. two, even it's, it's about to be two years that never will I, I know like, oh, just I'll have a puff or I'll, you know, like I don't, but, I, but I will say this, like, I can't even believe that I used to smoke cigarettes. It disgusts me that much. But again, that's mm. still the devil trying to trick me. One night yep. I'll be drunk at a, one <laughs> night I'll be drunk at a bar and I won't have my nicotine gum or something like that and I'll be like well I can just have one because I mean fuck I've quit for two years before and then I'm back right, right back in it's a, it's a devil man I hate it yeah I was hoping that story is going to be you look down at your hand saw the pack of cigarettes and then like a web shot out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, and right. snatched them away and you no, look up to see Spider Man swinging by uh, that'd be you great. get one. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm I'm uh, really super proud of Ryan right now because you mentioned oh. Spider Man and he actually let you keep talking. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I can tell you um, when Civil War came out, the the movie, not the war. Um, when Civil <laughs> yeah. War came out. You know when they first introduced Spider Man and they show Queens, yeah. like they just like go on yeah. the screen. I giggled and cheered, and I saw that movie I, three no, times too, in that too. first weekend, and yeah. I did it yeah. every single time. Oh, he did. I, I think I was with you the second time, right? That's my favorite MCU movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. But uh, the two brothers, the, what are they, the Russo brothers? Yes. I think they've done the best. Um, next to, uh, what's his name that did Jojo Rabbit? and the Takia Wakiti. Yeah, he's awesome, man. I'm so fucking glad that he's doing a Star Wars, too. Oh, yeah, because I just hope that they... His episode of Mandalorian was badass. Yeah, that was the Bill Burr episode, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, 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 and they did the amazing thing where who were the two comics that played the stormtrooper or is that one of them punches baby Yoda? Uh, it, one of them was Jason Sudeikis and yeah. uh, I know Jason Sudeikis was one. I can't remember who the other one was. Adam Pauly. Eh, maybe. Mm, but maybe. anyway, Jason but, Sudeikis got not death threats, but got yelled at on Twitter because he punched baby. Really? Yoda. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Oh, wow. uh, man, that, yeah. yeah, that the civil civil war is kind of, I think about that movie all the time. Cause a, it's my favorite, it's my favorite <laughs> MCU movie by a lot and i love yeah pretty much them i mean there's there's some that are like eh, okay i could do without that but like if i'm doing the whole rewatch i'm not gonna skip it like, no no, no <laughs> i mean that's it that's the that's the that's the least that's my least favorite one but like if i'm doing the marvel rewatch i'm i'm not gonna skip it just because no. it, it now it might be the one that uh maybe i like i'll still pick i'll pick up my phone to check a text and not pause if that makes sense yeah. uh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes too much sense. Because, like, because, like, uh, I'm, I'm that, like, my wife makes fun of me all the time, and, and apparently, I found out not everybody's like this, but like, when I'm watching a movie, even if it's a movie I've seen a shit ton, for the most part, if I decide, if we're doing a Marvel rewatch, if somebody, if I have to take a text, I'm gonna fucking pause the movie, or like, you know, if my wife has to get up to go to the bathroom, she'll be like, oh no, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I'm. I'm pausing it because you're gonna come back in here and be like, who the fuck is that? And I'm gonna have to That's say Spider-Man. it, and then I have to. And then I'm gonna have to pause it again. So like, just go do your shit. Uh, but yeah, with Thor two, you know, Iron I'm Man not, two and three. Iron Man, yeah. Well, really, just hey, Iron really Man fun. three. I think is fine. I think it's kind of. I like Shane Black a lot, and Shane Black directed that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it gets a little like the the main like it got a lot of shit from fanboys because like he was more Tony Stark the whole time than he was Iron Man. Really, um, yeah. I liked that though. And and on the second on my rewatch of it, I liked it even more. Um, but yeah, Thor Dark World. I'm not doing that. The, yeah, no, no, Thor Dark World is so bad. <laughs> no, it's bad. Um, but but yeah. my, but my thing with, with Civil War is, um, how great of a fucking movie that was, and having being someone who has read the comic 
and it's like okay because like you know in, in the comic the goddamn x-men are there and like all sorts of yep. shits going on and clearly they and and i think sometimes like god damn what if what if x-men were already in the mcu and established mm-hmm. by this time and they could have done this and then i thought about it and i was like i don't know man that's too much going on <laughs> like that's that would be even more <laughs> yeah. that would be even more yeah. going on then than there was in endgame which was a lot going on but you cared because yeah. they'd already set it up but like i guess my point is for them having to take so many liberties and remove so many things from the comic, and that movie still is my favorite one, is just a testament to how great they did with character development and just how fucking badass that story is and how I man, like I'm, I'm so impressed with what they did. It's it's honestly mind blowing. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be captured again by any other studio because I think you the thing that Marvel did was that they took their time. They had their 12 year story and they took their time. Whereas the DC universe was basically, let's cram all the the shitty introductions of these characters into this movie. And then the next movie is Justice League. And they didn't didn't give it time to breathe. No. And I mean, obviously they, the reason they did that is because they're like, we got to cash in while the superhero stuff is hot. But like, yeah, to your point, if they had just tried to do it in the Marvel way, they probably would have pulled it off. And we probably would be pumped up for the release of Justice League in four years. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it would be, and, and and by the way, I just I watched Justice League earlier today because uh, oh. we're doing on my podcast we do a shitty movie review, <laughs> yeah, and so and it, Justice League was up, but and the whole time I I found myself going okay right there there's that's they're trying to carbon copy this character from the mcu or this you know kind of attitude or mood and i'm like and it's just really not working and also while i was watching i thought okay this movie does suck but if the mcu had never ever ever existed and made me know what comic book movies could be (laughs) i don't think i would have hate like this movie is not near as bad as like batman and robin like at all yeah Uh, so (laughs) so i think like part of it is yes dc universe is really missed a lot in the past couple years what the mcu has done as far as raising our expectations but also what christopher nolan did as far as defining what batman and who the joker and all these things are it was just hard when both of those like the inertia of that coming together you're it's hard for your brain to wrap around something completely new because like with the dc universe I would have never in a million years thought that Wonder Woman and Aquaman would be my two favorite standalone movies. <laughs> yeah. Take that for what what you will. They just weren't always necessarily my favorite characters, but both of those movies are also I mean, I wasn't surprised that I liked Wonder Woman as much as I was surprised that I loved Aquaman. <laughs> like I really thought that <laughs> I thought that movie was fun as shit. I thought Jason yep. Momoa was awesome in it. He clearly don't look like any goddamn Aquaman I've ever no, seen or no, read about. No. But, right. but that's but that's good. That's the thing. You missed, you missed that one. Yeah, yeah, I missed that one completely. <laughs> yeah. But but that's yeah. and I think that's why it worked. It's like the old Aquaman to me always just seemed like this, like a joke. Yeah, this nerdy kind of Dudley Do-Right, whatever. So, like, they made the right move by being like, you know what? Screw that. He's going to be a Samoan badass heartthrob that will make men very confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, um, because back in the day with pop culture and their uh, opinion of Aquaman, like, there was the SNL sketch that, which I forgot, which superhero's funeral was at? And they were all there... And then they say something like, oh, there's an emergency. Superman, go do this. Batman, go do this. Aquaman, go talk to some fishes. And then they all start laughing at Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he had no respect at all. But speaking of the bad movies that you're watching for your podcast, which I think we should name, 
So if people are coming from here to yours, it's through the screen door, right? Yeah, through the screen door with Corey Ryan Forster. It's a uh, it's a pop culture podcast okay. with a southern bend, sort of, kind of. Nice. We're, we're still figuring okay. it we out. Need something that, like that. that. That name is that name is perfect. I mean, for that name has so many layers to it. I love it. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I was really uh, proud when I drunkenly thought of that. <laughs> Scott, between episodes, I want you to come up with a really good tagline for our show, like what Corey just did. Oh, pressure is on. <laughs> okay, write it I'll down. Be, uh, I'll be uh, texting you, Corey, for ideas. Just go ahead. You got it, buddy. Um, <laughs> but you um, just did cats, right? Yeah. So when you saw that, <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't think Justice League was that bad today. Honestly, yeah. Did you put it off to the last second before you knew you were going to have to sit there and watch Cats? I watched it in um, three thirty-minute increments. Um, okay, because I, it, it seems like I've always put the bad movie portion of the podcast to the to uh to the end and i do that because it's like well i want to have just seen it when me and matt talk about it um but with cats i was like no no no. you know what man like because i had it i had this idea in my head that because uh, you know on the show i do sketches and i do like musical parodies and stuff i was like i i'm gonna watch this movie early because i want to do a parody of memories and i'm gonna need some time this week to get the music right and to get you know my lyrics right and figure out what what the theme is and what i need to do and uh so i think i sat down to watch it on like a tuesday uh like literally right after we got through recording the episode week before and i started watching it and like i dude i think i got like 15 minutes in and i just hit pause on my tv and like with nobody else around me just out loud went what the fuck <laughs> and <laughs> and and then i texted um I texted my Matt, my Matt Coon, my my producer and, and co-host, and I said, I said, buddy, dot dot dot, and then he just sent back, "You watching cats?" <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. He goes, dude, do it in thirty minute increments. He's like, there's no there's no reason to ruin an hour and a half, two hours of of your day. Just do it in little like sit down. <laughs> Watch thirty minutes. Get up. Go stand outside and and you know contemplate <laughs> life because you're going to want to do that. And then maybe yeah, after dinner, watch a little bit more. <laughs> so I had to do that, and I've I've genuinely like, man, like we we did Fantastic Four two weeks before that, and I thought, well, we're not going to top this within a year. There's no way. Like, there's going to have to be yeah. like like. No, but buddy, I've never seen something so goddamn wild, like such a swing and a miss, like cats, and it's not. To like some movies are like so bad that it's like oh yeah but I could watch it again because it's so bad like no nah, no nah, bro you don't need to you don't need to put yourself through that shit like that shit's traumatizing like I guarantee no. you there's a bunch of kids scared of cats just like we were of clowns when we were kids like there's yeah, kids yeah, that yeah. are scared they're gonna go their whole life and be like dude fuck that they're gonna see Ian McHale and they're gonna run away there it's like, <laughs> ugh. um Judy Dench is in it too right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dame Judy Dench. Which, by the way, I don't think she should be allowed to be a dame anymore. Whatever that is, they should take it away from her. And Ian McKellen's not a sir. If y'all signed off on this piece of shit, you're gonna have to get unknighted. Hey, hey, hey! Just because uh, you're a knight doesn't mean they pay all your bills. Okay? <laughs> right. So I'm I'm reading this right now because I I wanted to talk about something that is kind of sad to me, but it came out this week that uh, Jason Derola, who I guess is in Cats. Yeah, he thought it was going to change the world. <laughs> yes, he thought it was going to change change the world. That Cats was going to be his big break into movies. Yeah, I mean, I get why he would think that. Like, he, it was his first movie ever, and this is Cat. This is one of the most famous musicals of all time. Super good cast. 
Yeah, the cast was the cast was that, top notch, that, and that's the thing. Like, I know I just said what I said about Judy Dench and and Ian McKellen, but like, <laughs> yeah, and th- this is one of those things where like, when, okay, so like during Fantastic Four, when all those dudes read, the, I, I have a theory. I haven't looked into it because then if it's wrong, then I don't get to have this as my theory anymore, and I'm still at least a little bit of a Republican. Um, so <laughs> my, th- my my theory is that all the people that were on Fantastic Four. We're just in a multi-picture deal with Sony and like the Whiplash dude. You know what I mean? Like he, he, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the Fantastic Four was a movie that he was obligated to do. And so they all just did it. And it was like, what the fuck ever? Like they knew it was going <laughs> to be a bad movie. Um, and it was, but I, I can kind of buy that if you are reading a script for a musical that was already a, a smash hit, that script isn't going to translate in a way for you to actually be able to tell how shitty it's going to be. And also a goodly portion of the shittiness absolutely came from their decision to make the CGI what it was. So I can definitely see them all doing it and absolutely crushing it on set when they're just wearing their CGI with their little ping pong balls on them and thinking like, man, when they get done with this, this is going to be something else. So like it, it made me laugh when he said that at first, but like I kind of get it. I mean, he yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in a movie with fucking Taylor Swift, Ian yeah. McKellen, Judy Dench. And it's cats. Why wouldn't you think this Jennifer is about Hudson. to be absolutely Jennifer? Right, dude. Jennifer Hudson's going to sing memories four times for no yeah. goddamn reason. Why wouldn't this be? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An abridged version uh, twice, I think. Okay. But why wouldn't this be? Why wouldn't this be amazing? And uh, boy, it just it was something else. Uh, so I'm reading in this article, AV Clubs, and it says here. Um, possibly of how horny cat dame Judy Dench gets when cat Ian McKellen laps up a big old uh-huh. saucer of milk or whatever yep. the fuck's going on when cat dame Judy Dench stares into the camera for like eight minutes at the movie's climax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did that put you into PTSD, just me reading that? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, care for it, it. I just don't like it, that I can see that it's Judy Dench. I don't like that. Oh, my God. Well, you know, you made it through. Um, nobody said comedy is easy. No, that's true. That's true. God, I still but, like the, I think it was... Uh, Film theory did one, uh, did an episode that puts the the, the Jellicle cats are actually a suicide cult. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like that. Oh, that kind of checks out. I can buy. I can buy that. Yeah. <sighs> but you know what? You got it out of the way. I would say there's no. You're not going to see another movie that's going to be as bad as Cats. But I don't want to jinx you again. And also, I really yeah. want to listen to this podcast now because I want to hear this all about all about Cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for the re- for the record, anybody that's listening that would like to hop over on the and listen to Through the Screen Door with Quarter Round Forster, it's not just movie review. It's not a mo- It's not a movie review podcast. But the whole podcast sort of. When I say it's a pop culture podcast with a southern lean, I'm just such a huge fan of movies and TV shows and music and late night television that the, the through the screen door is sort of my celebration of that. It's an amalgamation of that. Like it usually always starts off with a sketch, uh, an audio sketch that I've written. And then I do a monologue in the style of like, you know, Johnny Carson, like it's supposed to be like, don't get me wrong. I think the jokes are funny, but they're definitely supposed to be cheesy caricatures of monologue jokes. Um, and, and then, and then we'll have, uh, this segment that, um, I call it's called this week in Southern history. Cause I mean, that's just what it is. And I write, uh, I write in a little like five to six minute story about, about an event from my, you know, my perspective on it or whatever. Uh, then we, we do our movie review and then we talk about the news. And then at the end so far of every episode, I have done 
uh, what we call um, Rednecks Reading Movie Monologues, a celebration <laughs> of art, culture, and the societal importance of film. And where basically I just take a famous movie monologue uh, and I read it as a different redneck. Uh, <laughs> this, this, like last week, um, last week I read uh, the last speech from The Great Dictator um, by Charlie Chaplin, but I read it mm. as... Uh, the redneck who just got out of prison but gave his life to the Lord and became a youth pastor. Um, and and then uh, I think the, the first or the first one was like your you know your uncle Keith reads Glen Gary Glen Ross. So the whole thing like it just kind of slowly became like wow you're just such a fanboy of of movies and stuff that like that's just that's just what it is because I don't think there's enough like overtly redneck Southern people who are just like hey. Uh, you know, just because I like to dip, don't mean I ain't a goddamn nerd. And so that's just that's kind of what I what I'm trying to do. But yeah, if you're like a if you're into movies and and te- like this week, uh, the opening is a, uh, a a parody of uh, Cheers. It's a Cheers sketch that I'm currently writing right now, and I fuck I need to get it done and record it. Um, basically, it's the the idea is it's Cheers if Cheers was still happening right now um oh that's awesome. so the bar so that's cheers awesome. is the first cheers is the first bar to open up uh during the pandemic in boston and the uh, cliff is mad cliff is mad because him and norm are having to talk six feet apart and he can't hear him and uh and cliff is a uh, cliff cliff is getting super into QAnon and giving like all his theories and shit on it so uh and of course you know fraser is the is the resident you know libtard wearing his face mask trying to drink yep. a sherry through it shield um, as well yeah oh yeah so that's what i'm working on it's like that it's just it's just it's just a fun little uh southern celebration of of pop culture and shit so i hope you check it out thanks for letting me plug it oh yeah no Absolutely. you have to and you're still doing the other one too with uh Trey oh yeah Drew. oh yeah Oh yeah, well read podcast that comes out every Wednesday, and that is um uh, that's an hour of us catching up on the news and and also really what it's become is that's the one time of the week now that me Trey and Drew talk, so it's become more of the mm. hey what's going on with you <laughs> during this pandemic shit. <laughs> um, we usually what happens is we'll, Trey will always come in with here's three things I'd like to talk about, uh, but very often we start on the first thing and the next thing we know an hour has gone by and we fuck off forever. Um, yeah, which that podcast, that, that podcast started, that's kind of our, we do talk about politics and when, you yeah. know, this summer when, when the, with the pandemic and black lives matter a lot, we got more back into politics just cause it's like, man, take the temperature of the room. But we sort of got yeah. away from it in the sense of, um, one day we just had the, that made the decision. We were like, look, man, every single thing that we do, whether it be our stand up or the sitcom we're working on, the, this, the, that, the other it all we're all kind of is required to be a little political that's kind of what we're known for this podcast man i just need we need one thing where we're just ourselves and we're just fucking around and where we can talk about farts and where we can do yada 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 so it's kind of that podcast is really turned into um this is where our fans can come to get to know the dudes behind the the projects and really like people like we, I can tell someone when we're on the road and we do a meet and greet or whatever, I can tell immediately if someone is a fan of the podcast. Cause like they just, I can't explain it, but like the way they come up to us is like, they know us, you know what I mean? And if you mm-hmm. listen to the podcast, you do. So that's a, that's more of a, it's more of a hangout time uh, that I really enjoy, but yeah, we got that. And uh, Drew's got a separate podcast with DJ Lewis and Trey now has a, 
um, a twice weekly news podcast called the evening skews it's sort of daily show style so we're all just we're taking this time uh, we just all decided fuck it man if we're gonna have to be at home then we're gonna pump out more stuff and we're gonna do all these things that we said we'd do if we uh, if we weren't on the road all the time except lose weight except that but i do think like right now especially this close to the election it's good to have your political voices out there too yeah and i mean it, it, it's it gonna come up yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, come, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna come up and in, and sometimes like uh we always have the conflicting thoughts of like okay uh you know let's hypothetically um not hypothetically i guarantee you unfortunately this is happening right now as we speak the police shoot an unarmed black person let's just say hypothetically that's a thing that would happen so there's part of us oh, like let's say that happens on tuesday and we're recording there's part of us that goes okay well this huge thing just happened we absolutely have to discuss this. But then there's also the part of us that goes, okay, but what if people wanted to not, what if all they heard today was about that? And they thought, God damn, I'm going to turn over and hear these guys talk about farts. Like every single day, the devil and angel on our, and we just never know, but it's just kind of, sometimes it just feels more like, okay, look, if we don't, then it's, we, we fucking have, and sometimes it's, it's just a personal thing. Like, look, man, I'm not going to be able to talk about anything other than this. Cause this was such bullshit. And there's also no yeah. way oh, yeah. that if we start talking about it, it's only going to last 15 minutes and then we can go, well, so anyways, I was taking a shit earlier and my farts. wife and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The, the total, the total shifts are always careful. Yeah. You got to yeah. open with farts and shit. If you're going to end up talking about something serious. And now let's get serious for a second. Black lives matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it would be one of those things where if you don't talk about it, that just seems like weird too, you know? Yeah. A lot of people, when they think of people from the South, they think we're all just a bunch of conservatives, right? A bunch of Republicans. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably kind of interesting for people when you go out to like California and places like that and do your show, because that's how they probably think a lot of us are, right? It's just super conservative. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even if they don't, like just the accent alone, but they think we're, it's like we're zoo animals. Or something. I don't mean everybody thinks yeah. that, but like, like we've gone into several meetings in LA where like, I swear to God, all I said was, Hey, how you doing? I'm Corey. And the person was just like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, is it, is this a bit? And I was like, no, this is the part where we introduce ourselves. You shit hell. Um, huh. but, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, there is that, there is that, but, but also dude, but here's the deal. On the other end, what what people have to understand and what I've grown to understand is there's the misconception that everybody in California is this dreadlocked hippie that wants to cut all our sons' dicks off when they're born and turn them into women and blah, blah, all that, all that shit. Whereas, like, yeah. Donald Trump won Orange County, California. There's a shit ton of conservatives out in California. They often run the studio that all the liberals try to act in. So it goes both ways. It's just that we are like the Southerner. That accent is always going to be. I mean, I don't know when it's going to go away that yeah. if because because I've heard, dude, I've, I've like I've been watching shows where like there will be a character on the show and the character is from like Oregon or something. Hypothetically, the character's from Oregon and they're, but they're, they're supposed to be a dumb character. And then all of a sudden they start talking. They're like, yeah, I'll tell you what. And a dead, dead, dead. I'm like, motherfucker, that ain't how people in Oregon sound. It's just that, <laughs> it's just that this actor saw you're a dumb guy. And he's like, I, yep. I know the perfect voice for this. And, and yeah. it goes to air because the people hear it and they're like, yeah, God, he's nailing it. He is crushing this dipshit <laughs> That's the accent. Oregon accent I've ever seen. And, yeah. and look, man, we've, we've earned, it to a degree i mean like I, I consider myself a good person i haven't always been uh the best the best guy like i i genuinely feel 
um, me and my mom were having this conversation the other day about uh, she was talking about wanting to fucking send my niece or something to a Christian preschool. And I was like, I mean, y'all fucking do whatever you want to do. But like, that's, I'm not, I'm not, I ain't doing that to my kids. And she's like, well, where do you want to send your kids to school? And I was like, well, mom, if everything works out in my life, the way I want it to, my kids will probably go to school in New York or California. And let me preface this by saying, I do not think that, if you go to school in New York or California, you're going to be better. I said, that's not what I think. I said, but I would like to be working on a show out there. And so that's just going to happen. And I will be happy about it because my kids, I won't have to like, like a lot of the parenting will be done for me. I won't have to instill in my kids like, hey, now listen, there's people of different colors and creeds and races. that They'll just see it. They'll just grow up in it. And that'd be amazing. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have that as a kid. I, I said, I didn't get to learn a lot of that stuff until I traveled, until I was a comedian and I traveled and I met people of, of different races and religion and I, and I started um, hearing their stories and actually listened to him. And my mom goes, okay, so so you're telling me that because <clears throat> you grew up and around here, you weren't a good person? And I said, I, kind of, I think I was a better person once I started traveling, honestly. Like, I really look back on the time before. And I was like, dude, there's so much shit that you really thought you had it figured out and you didn't know. And like, you were probably subconsciously a little bigoted in that area or, or bare minimum, we'll just say ignorant. Like you just didn't know. You just had no idea. You weren't actively being a bad person. It's just that you would say or do certain things just from a pure ignorant standpoint. And I was like, yeah, mom, I genuinely, I think I'm a, I genuinely think I'm a better person now. I have no problem with admitting that I don't like 18 or 19 year old Corey that much. I don't like him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what the, where were we going? I just went off in a tangent. I blacked out. No, for a no, second. it's good. It's good. No. You, <laughs> you have that in common with um, the dream. Um, but no, no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, my friend, um, Sarah, she lives in Culver city and she posted oh, yeah. a picture that her, uh, eight year old daughter did of some anime character underneath his eye. You know how the, the football players will do the, like the black smear underneath yeah, his yeah, eye. Yeah. yeah. And it said BLM, right? This is, uh, uh -huh, yeah. like a nine year old. Right. And she yeah, was just yeah, yeah. talking about like, um, that living in a place that is as tolerant as she is living in is helpful because it exposes them to so many different things, so many different cultures and makes them that it's impossible for them to think in a different way that these people that they, they met aren't as equal and the same as them as like for yeah. us that grow up in a place where most of it's mainly white. Right. And that's the thing, too, is like, obviously, you can be from a place that's a liberal city and a, 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 a statistically tolerant place or if that's a thing, whatever. And you can absolutely still be a shitbag racist that exists. It's just like uh, where I live in order to, I don't know how to like you like, around here in order to understand other people's cultures and to have a conversation with somebody that doesn't look like you, you have to go out of your way to do it. And most yeah. people, most people don't want to go out of their way to do anything. And I kind of get that, but it's like, like I said, if you, if you just live in a place where, or work in a place where it's very culturally diverse, you don't have to go out of your way. Like you're going to learn real fucking quick, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you know, but around here, like it would mean reading and fuck that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. And it, and it is that, but it, like you're saying too, like your point that you, you're a better person now than you were then it's just like um, the story that the Beastie Boys tell in their um, Apple documentary about, you know, where the reporter goes, you're talking about all this stuff now about uh, wanting to save the world, Buddhism and all that. But you're the people that back in the day were drinking all this, singing songs about partying. And Ad Rock mm -hmm. basically just said, I'd rather be a hypocrite than the same person forever. And Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, well, I don't 
I think we too, as we as liberals, um, I say we, me, at least me as liberal, we we don't sometimes let people grow, even us. Like there will be someone who, like right now, they're doing really good work and they're a really good person, and then somehow dig up something for. And by the way, I'm not. I don't want to get into a whole thing about cancel culture for for the most part. I think it's overblown and bullshit and it's stupid. But like sometimes, sometimes somehow dig it. They're like, well, you didn't believe this 20 years ago, and it's like, yeah, motherfucker, that's called growing up being an adult. (laughs) I didn't think this 20 years ago. 20. If you, by the way, if you still if you still believe all the shit that you believe, all the shit you believe 20 years ago, you suck. You are a fucking <laughs> idiot. Like, I'm not saying that there's obviously, yeah. like, you know, love your neighbor. That's something from 20 years ago that still sticks with me. Um, I'm not saying it can't. But, like, for the most part, if you look back and 20 years ago, you're like, yep, down the line. I still pretty much believe all that stuff. <laughs> you suck. Um, yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Like, we should allow people to grow and to mature and to – it's not necessary. I don't think that's hypocritical. That's that's called being a grown-up. Like, okay, right yeah. now I don't know calculus. So I'm going to tell you right now that I don't know calculus. Let's say hypothetically I went out and fucking learned calculus and I was on another podcast doing all these goddamn calculus problems, which somebody be like, he's a hypocrite. He said he didn't know calculus. It's like, well, bitch, I learned. I learned from, you know, I, <laughs> That's when- in, the inter- in the interim, I went and took a goddamn calculus course, so I'd know calculus. That's when the format of your show changes. So you go from the bad movie review to then the mm-hmm. endings just talking about calculus, which Redneck yeah, yeah, we talk yeah. about calculus here. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, this I'm week's really Pythagoras theorem with Corey Forrester is. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. just um, the Forrester the, theorem. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it drives me crazy sometimes about cancel culture. I do think some people probably need to pay a price if it's a current day and they're doing stuff like that. But the thing I don't like about it is that it posits that we can't change it. Uh, I, say, I, I can see where it's, it can, it can create that image, but m- usually it's people who are still doing that shit. Like uh-huh. 90, 95% of the time it's people who are still yeah. being pieces of shit. Yeah. But not like, like James Gunn. It's never, but here's the deal. It's never mattered unless the person. Did he get his job back though? Yeah, he got his job back. He, that's what I'm saying. He got his job back because they, they were like, oh, right. He's really fucking good. Who gives a shit? Unless, yeah. it, with as far as cancel culture goes, as far as I know and can tell, unless the thing that you got canceled for was something illegal um, and was a crime, usually you bounce back and are fine. It's called bad PR and you just get the fuck over it. That shit, by the way, has been going on forever that's called free market capitalism and in the entertainment industry never it is dude it's never more prevalent if someone when you're an entertainer your dollar comes from people liking you maybe and if they don't like you they at least like your craft and uh, there's plenty of people that fucking think alec baldwin is a uh is a pedantic piece of shit myself included but i love watching him in movies so i'll still go see him in movies because he hasn't done anything illegal he's just a uh, he's just an asshole what the fuck ever his daughter like called his daughter fat something you know like that yeah yeah Yeah, dude and again that fucking sucks i hate that he did that but then i go watch the departed and i'm like oh yeah this guy's fucking awesome (laughs) um so but my my point is is like everything entertainment is a popularity contest and if you become less popular by doing something then your money's gonna go down that doesn't mean you've been canceled that's just the way it always works but for the most part if you didn't do anything illegal and you keep plugging away you're going to be fine like go through the go through the list of like oh they canceled so and so oh they canceled so and so the only people that it's ever stuck with were people kevin spacey was accused of rape that stuck because that is a crime that is a heinous crime crystalia is accused of rape that is if that sticks it's because a heinous crime 
Louis C.K. was accused and admitted to jacking off in front of people that uh, they didn't want him to be doing that. That is a crime. That is different than cancel call. Like, that's not, oh, he said, nobody, Louis also said the N-word and the F-word. No one gives a fuck about that. No one gives a shit about what you say because your fans didn't care. Like, if someone's like, can you believe we uh, an old clip resurfaced of Louis C.K. saying the N-word? It's like, yeah. All his fans heard that because being a fan of someone uh, means that you listen to their act. So they didn't give a shit. So it's totally fine. He'll still sell tickets. I just don't get it. Like, like if you rape, it's not being canceled. It's called being arrested. What's hilarious to me is I'll see a bunch of comedians like on stage saying, you can't say insert word here anymore. And I'm like, you're literally saying it right now you're saying it to say that you can't say it and no one and no one's walking out of here so like it's just so ridiculous say the fucking shitty thing that you want to say and i Mm -hmm. bet you your fans if they're like on board with you they probably won't give a shit and also if they did then later just apologize and don't say it or whatever but like i cannot for the like shane gillis is like the only example of someone who's like he got hired by saturday night live and then a thing surfaced of him making a you know, pretty inappropriate Chinese joke or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he got, and then he got fired from Saturday Night Live. But the, the only difference in that is that he hadn't ever really written or done anything on the show yet. And Saturday Night Live is a huge corporation. They were like, "Look, it's not worth the risk." If Shane Gillis had been on the show for seven years and was their top guy and was one of their best writers and was making the show better, they absolutely would just be like, "Okay, well, that was in the past. Fuck it, whatever." Because that's how that yeah. works. If you're actually a talented person, you just saying a thing probably ain't gonna make especially if it's a joke it probably ain't gonna mean shit so like i think a lot of people take that cancel culture shit way too serious when it's like i don't see any difference between now and the way it's always been except for uh that there's an internet now so you hear more people's opinions than you did back in the day just because they're right there but yeah dude that's dude absolutely but like if if you could just go back and put twitter in the 60s there'd be plenty of you know what i'm saying like could you imagine if Hunter S. Thompson had Twitter? Oh my god! Okay, so let's say Twitter was in the in the '60s, right? How many seconds after the man lands on the moon would the fake tweet start? Oh, oh, insane! As, as it's as it's launching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah, been, yeah. It yeah. would have been it would have been absolutely insane. But like, dude, if if fucking if uh, it, who's who's the dude that who's the dude that played Columbo? Oh, Peter uh, Falk. Peter Falk. Peter Falk, dude, if Twitter and fa- that motherfucker, I guarantee you he called his daughter fat when he was drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. I mean, he could he could barely see her, but like, still, like, I know that he, there would have been some bullshit. It's just like we, this people didn't get so offended back in the past. Really? Oh, really? You don't think that when you, uh, when you let German shepherds loose to go bite black people and then spray them with a water hose, that didn't piss them off just a little bit. You don't think that you don't think <laughs> yeah. that people were offended by that. Maybe it's because they couldn't go home and get on a thing and share to the public their opinions. They would have had to go to the newspaper. And before that, they would have had to go through the goddamn police and then they would just hit them in the head with a stick again. Yes. The fuck people have been offended from day one, from the moment, Adam and Eve, if that's real, she said some shit. I promise it pissed him the fuck off like immediately. And if he could have got, if he could have got on Twitter and talked to another snake 
he'd have done it. But like they didn't have that shit. So shut the <laughs> fuck up and miss me with that bullshit. Everybody, nobody was so. If yeah, back in the twenties, they were very offended. It's just that they was like having to, you know, take care of their twelve brothers and sisters and bury the four that just died of polio and work in the goddamn <laughs> cotton fields during the fucking depression and living in a tent and barely getting any goddamn bread. They probably didn't have the time to go right to their local editor, hundred and forty characters or less, about how the president was fucking them over. Get the fuck out of here. Read a goddamn book and like just. Get, Jesus Christ. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, this is everything I hoped it would have been. Are we still recording? Yes. Hey, uh, Corey, can we have you on like weekly and just have you go on a rant for us? Whenever I go on a weekly rant, I take my shirt off, put a belt over my shoulder, record it, and put it on the internet. So, unfortunately, I think I wasted all on buttercream dream. <laughs> right, right. I think you did a pretty good job. Now, let's segue into, I don't know how we're going to segue here. So, I know, Corey, you're not a really big gamer right now, right? You don't do a lot of gaming when you're on the road. Yeah, more TV movies. On the road, I would sometimes I'd bring my Xbox and I got a Nintendo Switch, but like on the Switch, I'm just playing, you know, Mario Kart, like because that's what okay. I played as a kid and stuff. So like I'm not saying like, you know, on the plane it helps the time go by, but like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, I, I'm not I haven't played like any of the big ones like Red Dead Redemption. Like I I've played it for a couple minutes just to be like, Oh yeah, this was cool. But like for the most part, if I'm playing a video game it's going to be like a sports game. Like me and my buddy will play like, you know, t you know, an old Tiger Woods golf or something like that, but nothing story driven. Okay. So you have the switch. So you don't have like an Xbox one or a PS4. No, I do. I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox one. I got an Xbox okay. one and a switch. Yeah. Mario Kart, I guess you play is like what? 11. Is it? No, is it eight? It's right? It's whatever the newest one for the switch is. That has all the tracks. Yeah. Like it's cool as shit. It's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, do you do it like uh, against people online or just play against the computer? No, I just play against the computer because a lot of times it's when I play the Switch, a lot of times it's when I'm uh, in the car, like with my wife riding to Iowa to go see her family or when I'm on a plane, uh, you know, going to uh, shows or whatever. It's just it's just a passing time situation. Okay. I also like the tennis on there. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And the blue shell, man. Yeah, yeah, blue yeah, yeah. Shell. Yeah, I think I like play, playing against the computer because if I lose against the computer, I can just say the computer cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, start your shit <laughs> yeah, down. You always have that in your pocket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're playing against people. I guess yeah, you can say, oh, it's people cheated or it was the lag. But yeah, against lag. the computer, you can always say, oh, of course you're going to get that blue shell. Yeah. Of course you're going to get that blue shell. Um, one game that you may, I don't think it's on the Xbox. I know it's on the PC, but one that um, I think everybody in here, I don't know, Boston, if you've played it yet or not. Um, but it's called Fall Guys Ultimate Knockdown Knockout. You may want to pull it up, Corey, so you can look this, at it. Uh, um, yeah. Is this yeah. boxing? No. Uh, do you remember so Spike TV, right? That used to do the uh, Japanese game show. Yeah. Uh, Takeshi's was it Takeshi's Castle, uh, Wipeout, and Most Extreme Challenge. Yeah. Oh. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailer for this. I've seen the trailer for this. I recognize yeah. this. Yep. So Most Extreme Challenge would do it, or basically they would uh, they bought. Um, I guess uh, the the run of Takeshi's Castle, like a Japanese uh, crazy game show, like you know the Japanese are want to do, and this is like a oh. video game version of that. Um, even the game where you run down the hill and there's the doors that you're trying to see which one are actual real doors and which ones are fake, um, mm -hmm. and it's became this giant thing. I think it's been out for now about 16 days. Is that right? Yeah, it's been about two weeks. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. barely over two weeks, and, and it's it's on PlayStation and PC. I don't know. I don't think it's on Xbox, but it's on PlayStation. Yeah, and it's been. Um, I have like a love hate relationship with this game right now. Same, same. 
whatever. So you, you're just uh, playing it too much? <laughs> no, no, it's um, it can it's so be frustrating. frustrating. It can yeah. be super yeah. frustrating. The jumping feels a little off to me, um, but you're also playing against people that are probably unplaying the game a good portion of the day, and I might get yeah. like an hour or two every couple okay. of days. Right. It's basically a battle royale game in a Japanese-style game show theme. Well, if I'm going to do that, I'm, I'm just going to play fucking Smash Brothers. But to your point on that, uh, uh, Ryan, that's actually why... The whole, like, I've only got a couple hours a day or whatever. That's actually why I stopped playing video games online, mainly because yeah. when I was, like, in high school or whatever and we play Halo, and so, I was never great. Like, I'm not the best at first-person shooters. Like, I don't have the – I guess that my dexterity is not as good in my in my, my hands and, and whatnot yeah. as other people's are. But I was, like, I was like, I'd get okay to where, like, I wasn't embarrassing myself or, or, or nothing like that. But then, um, you know, going on the road and, and doing stand-up every weekend and being – like, when because when I used to do – Stand up at the I was I was the house MC at the comedy catch for two straight years, and that meant um, I would go do like they would they would always have like a corporate show on Wednesday, so I'd go Wednesday do that, then Thursday I'm doing the Thursday show, then Friday it was uh, two shows in the main room and uh, the B room. I would go do the open mic or whatever, and because of that, I'm I'm at the club every night from like probably five thirty till one o'clock in the morning, four nights a week. And I just stopped fucking playing. And then one day I jumped, tried to jump back in and it's like, oh, all these people kept playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now, <laughs> and now I, there's no, there's literally no way to catch up. The only way to get good is to go in there and play with these dudes who are good. But like, I'm just getting fucking obliterated every second I respawn and it's not fun anymore. Yeah. So I think that was kind of the problem with, with me. It wasn't like, I don't like games anymore. It was just like, I, the world has passed me. I, I felt like an old man on the porch. Just the world has passed me by, and I'm I'm <laughs> mad about it. Bad and instead hell. of trying, and instead of trying to get better, I'm just going to fucking quit. <laughs> you kids and your fall guys. I'll tell you who the real fall guy <laughs> yeah. is. Lee Majors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Kids, See, uh, Lee Majors. That's another dude. You know how fucking hard his ass would have been canceled if there was Twitter. That motherfucker oh would, God. dude. He'd be in the D, oh he'd be in the DMs, drunk as shit, trying to get pussy from seventeen-year-old yeah. girls. Oh yeah, no, no, Lee mate, yeah, Fall Guy would not have been a thing. But no, I, I that's how I am too. Like this is the first probably online game I've played in a in a minute because I usually don't play games at all during the week when I'm working because I know how addictive I am. And if I start a game, I'll play it late into the night, and then it's, I'm not going to get enough sleep before I have to go to work. So usually the weekend is when I game, but I like to play games that are single player because I enjoy those more. I can go at my own leisure. I don't have to like be stressed out about some eight-year-old that's going to destroy me right away and then teabag me and call me the N-word. Um, so yeah. it just gets... Yeah. That's always fun. Um, now you, Scott, are different, right? You play late into the night. I do. I do. Uh, especially having like game pass on xbox now it's, it's giving me a whole lot more games to play at, at any given time so but on the flip side it's making it where i don't finish games as much as i used to so okay like how many games are you playing through right now probably uh let's see three or four i'd say i'm okay. doing fall guys i'm still getting my ass kicked in uh, dark souls mm -hmm. uh, that's taking a lot of my time uh and a few others i've been playing on game pass and you still do like the call of duties and stuff like though but like just with your friends right yeah, but I don't I haven't been playing Call of Duty much recently. That that'll probably change with the new uh, 
ones coming out this year. It's going to have zombies again, so that that'll probably uh, that's what I'll be playing a lot as soon as that comes out. Zombies, and you, Boston, play the you play like online games against people, right? You like Hearthstone and stuff like that too, right? I think you both do. Uh, I mean, yeah, I yeah. played with, uh, with Hearthstone and Magic. I play against other people, but that's I don't have to look them in the eye. Right. I don't have to hear them call me various slurs. And yeah. they can't talk shit to you on Hearthstone unless you accept their friend request. So right. I, I'm sure Boston, this has happened to you too. You've, you've like destroyed somebody and you automatically get a friend request, but you know all, all it's going to be is mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> play how much of a shithead you are or whatever. So. That's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, you, you, kinda, you can, you can kind of see it coming from a mile away. Oh, like, you sure can. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, it's... Sp- they spam. Uh, my favorite is in uh, Magic Arena. They'll spam your go if you take longer than like five, like three seconds to take your turn. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Like you try to think it all, and they just start spamming your go, your go, your go. And your it, go. it's weird too because That'll it's be not so just like in the Call of Duty games you have to deal with this because I've been reading on um, uh, Reddit like they were talking about in the Smash Brothers community. There's been a lot of uh toxicity there too which is bizarre uh, to me yeah even fall uh fall guys um like i said it's only been out two weeks and they already had to within like the first few days they removed uh all uh display screen names everyone when you're playing you are just fall guy and then a number oh uh because they people were like you, you get on there and it was they didn't have very good filters for their uh, their screen name checks, so mm, so a lot of like okay, yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of not good stuff. Yeah, it's just like Nintendo was shocked when they allowed people to design their own stages in Smash Brothers, and it was just basically all penises the first day. Did they not learn anything from Spore? Did they not learn anything nah, from Spore? Exactly. I don't think so, but yeah, people it's... will make dick, people will make dicks as soon as they have a chance. The first thing they'll do. Oh yeah, that's like it's just the the way the the way of the world, I think. Um, so so what do you do? So you just watch like you binge TV shows while you're on the road, Corey? Yeah, man. I mean, I got I got given the greatest gift in my in my entire life about two years ago, um, which was a verbal gift. It was from our showrunner at the time on our sitcom. His name was Andrew Reich. Andrew uh, was our showrunner. He was also the showrunner the showrunner on Friends and the head writer on Friends for seven years, I think. Oh that wow! A pretty popular okay. show. Yeah, pretty pretty good show. Yeah, I heard and, of it. Um, yeah, it's I'll all right. It, and, so, uh, yeah. and so and so and so. Um, he basically, we were in the writer's room one day and we were trying to break the story of our pilot, uh, which ended up changing like seven or eight times as it goes. But I said, I remember what, what got brought up, but I was like, I was like, man, I was like, God damn, I got to do something with my life. Cause I, I I said, we're in here all day, you know, writing. And then when I go, when I get home and at this time home was from, I think November to January, I lived in an Airbnb in Los Angeles. Um, I took basically, yeah, they give you, um, when you're writing a pilot, at least for ABC and Disney, which is who I'm employed by for, for that uh, venture, you when you sign your deal, they give you like an upfront amount of money. And uh, for me, all of that got blown pretty much on just having to live in Los Angeles to write this goddamn thing. <laughs> I said, man, I, you know, I get this and I said, I, I, I go back and I, I just I watch so much fucking TV like I'm just like 
he almost did like the Billy Madison thing where he like grabbed me by the cheeks. He was like, no, you're supposed to do that. He's like, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. And I was like, what? And he goes, dude, we're right. You're, you're a television writer. You're supposed to, if you have eight free hours in the day, you should not feel guilty for watching television for eight hours. He goes, as long as you're either watching something really good that is like com- comparable to something that you would want to make or if you're watching something really bad to figure out what not to do, he's like, but you should, he, he, he gave me the old, uh, you know, Hemingway said, if you don't have time to read, then you don't have time to write because how could you know to do those things? And, and that was one of the best and worst things I've ever been told (laughs) because it was like, it was the best because it was like, it, 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 it justified everything that I did, but it was the worst. And like, dude, I fuck, I watch so much goddamn TV a day. But, you know, I mean, again, I watch it. I watch it from a completely different lens than I used to. Like when we. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, well, y'all know, like when you when when you do stand up, watching stand up becomes different. Like you like even if you're watching a great comedian, you still subconsciously are trying to figure out where they're going or in your mind, you're going like, oh, if he just said this word, that'd been better. Yep. But you know what I mean? You can't you can't quite yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. it the same. And TV, when when I wrote my first pilot it became kind of that for me where I'm watching it completely different, but like, it's also a great thing. Like when something, when something is bad, you can't enjoy, like, I I guess used to like something could be bad and maybe I wouldn't know why it was bad. So I'd be like, fuck it, whatever. This is just what I'm watching. But on the adverse of that, when something's really good, I enjoy it so much more (laughs) because I'm like, Oh "Oh, man, I know how difficult it was for them to get, that story fleshed out in 24 minutes. Like that was so hard. Like I love watching a, I watch so many pilots. Like even if I'm not going to watch the whole series, I watch a bunch of pilots because pilots is such a different mechanism. Like in a pilot, you have to establish every, not only every single character, but their relationships with each other, their relationships with everybody else and the whole universe of the show. So I I just, yeah, man, I'm, that's me. And like, so sometimes when I'm, when I, I get, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm getting better about it because I've been taking CBD and not drinking as much. But I'm, I'm the type yeah. of dude that never, I never let myself off the hook for shit, and I need to. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't relax. Like to me, like I know watching television is relaxing, but I'm still kind of in like, what can you take from this mode? <laughs> but like, <laughs> so when I'm playing video games or I'm trying to play a video game, the whole time I'm like, you just did that for an hour. You could have watched two fucking. You could have watched the Shit's Creek pilot, and you could have watched fucking this or whatever. Um, yeah. So, but I, you know, look, if you're going to have an obsession, at least if, if it helps with your job, that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, so that's what you've been doing a lot is watching the pilots to try to figure out like what to do. Cause you guys are still writing the pilot for the ABC one. We're writing a, yeah, it's a brand new pilot. It's, it's everything. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're just in, it's a different iteration. Um, okay. we're, we're, Cause we're in the, we're in the cable space now, which is good because we kind of can do the show that we've wanted to do from the jump. Uh, but we were having okay. to work under the umbrella of network um, and like mm. on network, uh, your cousin just can't up and die from a pill overdose, you know, because it's ABC <laughs> and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be <laughs> happy. So uh, we, we're finally be, we're finally able to write the show want to write. But, okay. yeah, it's still awesome it's part. different. Like pi- the pilots are just such a different beast. Like so I always tell people, like, if you watch. Like, oh, I watched the first episode of that show and I didn't like it. I'm always like, I always give shows two episodes because like the first one mm-hmm. is just there's so much they're having to work so hard to establish all these things. And that there's just so much that has to be done that by, if you can just get through that check out episode two, once they've already done that and then you can see what the what the show really is. But like the uh, the the paint, I mean, like the the pilots just like 
your tracing. You know what I mean? Like this isn't what the painting's going to look like, but I've got to get this shit out of the way before you can see that that's a fucking mountain right there. And there's a stream and yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really sad. I, I think I've, I genuinely think I've worked harder in the pandemic than I ever have in my life. Like I've just really become a, like a hermit workaholic and, and I'm enjoying it. Maybe yeah. it's keeping me off drugs. I don't know. I know, but you're right because like um, if you took the pilot of like Parks and Rec or The Hundred and yeah. compared it to like six episodes in, it's a completely yeah. different show. It's a, it's a, a completely time, different thing. And that's what sometimes I think does that happen to like you have to I guess since you said this is your third of the ABC pilots, you just get to a point where you're going, you yeah. know, this isn't working and we need to scrap this and just start over. No, they tell us. <laughs> okay. All right. um, yeah, no, we've everything we've ever written we thought was amazing <laughs> and yeah. then like, this they, is the greatest thing yeah so like uh this is what's really funny is uh so the first thing we i won't i can't give away like 100 percent details yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I can i can but I, I know how to legally get myself around this um nice. i've done it a couple of times the first thing we wrote was it took place at a golf course and we pitched the whole thing to these people was like this is yada yada there's a golf course and they're at the golf course blah blah blah, blah. and pretty much i mean that was the show was that that it was like we were trying to do like always sunny but instead of a bar it's it's, it's a golf course we pitch yeah. it we sell it they buy it they they buy the story um and then day one of the writers room the execs come in they're like okay we love it we can't wait to see the script um we like everything but maybe get rid of the whole golf course part and we're like okay (laughs) (laughs) and so and and now we got it and 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 they because a lot of times like studio executives they're they're there for a reason they clearly are smart and and know what they're doing but like they (laughs) they still don't they don't get store they don't they don't understand like if you in a story if you take away oftentimes if you take away one thing it's like that's that was it i mean it, none of the other shit makes sense without that i mean so yeah if you want to tell us just to do a complete page one rewrite that's fine but don't think you're don't think you're like compromising with us by saying like no all of it is fine except for maybe don't let it make it be here you know so you yeah. know which we, we changed that and then ultimately it didn't go and then now we're back to a different version and it's just been it's been very weird i just have to keep telling myself yeah Dave Chappelle got passed on eight times before the Chappelle show finally happened. So yeah, no, I think you got to grind, but I assume this yeah, is probably do. FX something, probably FX or cable related. You said since it's not going to be, yeah, on but that, those yeah. are places that we're looking at. And, and luckily right okay. now there are, we live in a time where, and I'm sure the bubble will burst uh, probably right as we sell this and start to make <laughs> it, the bubble will burst. Um, yeah. But like, but like right now, like people are starting to, and it's like with podcasts too. You're like, well, we don't have to have broad appeal. You just have to have a niche fan base that is dedicated. Um, mm-hmm. We would rather, we would rather have, we would rather have 550,000 people that really fucking love your show and can't, you have to watch every second of it and want to go on Reddit to find out more about it. Like we'd rather have 550,000 of those people than we would 2 million of people who are just like, man, this is on. So yeah. whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's just, and, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. because of like, oh, yeah. and now because there's this streaming network and this streaming network, it's like everything can have a home. And, and I mean, strictly speaking, like our com, we are a niche comedy group. I mean, we're like, I, there are people that are not, 
liberal rednecks that are, you know, we have fans in San Francisco, no doubt, but like we, people in North Carolina are going to always identify with us more. And so not only have we taken that like, hey, let's chop our audience in half by being Southern. Okay, let's chop our audience even further in half. <laughs> let's go half of that. And be, But at the same time, though, those people are very dedicated to us because they identify specifically with a thing. It's not just like, oh, this guy has a Southern accent, therefore I like him. It's like, oh, this guy has a Southern accent. And he was just talking about Cormac McCarthy. What the fuck is happening here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, luckily for us, there's so many streaming networks that we feel ultimately that we can um we can get something that really speaks to us and that we can be proud of now you know this one might get scrapped too uh like yeah next time i do this podcast in a year i might be saying yeah we're it's a game show now and uh you know there's a bull <laughs> and we ride the bull and uh yada yada you know it's gonna be so on queeby yeah 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 exactly more queeby they thought they had so because they've invested so much money into it and then as soon as it launched everybody was stuck at home so suddenly yeah the whole point yeah. of queeby is like kind of pointless i think you should include larping in the, in the show Corey. yeah <laughs> yeah we had a meeting with with quibby or whatever yeah, that's jesus christ because they just can't get any kind of traction and they have so many shows headlined by stars but scott is right larping mm -hmm. has to play a part into it i think so role models too it's okay well it's huh. ah, God damn it. I'll have to tell you guys off recording or whatever, but we, we, the, the original pilot of our show, we were, we were LARPing. I'm not kidding. Yes. Uh, Are you serious? Yes. It, well, it was a civil war reenactment, but ain't that the same thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. That's pretty much LARPing. That's a good segue there. That so is. I know we're, you're going to be giving, we're going to do a contest here. You're going to give away a code to one lucky listener of your uh, podcast. I, I mean, you're, our when special. did you record that? Yeah, you recorded that um, at the Bijou, right? I, I recorded at the Bijou in Knoxville, and I think I want to say, uh, well, I know it was right after me and my wife got. If 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 I wasn't lying in my act, which that would be rare, uh, but I said <laughs> I said on stage, me and my wife have been married for five months, and if that's the case, then it would have been recorded in December of 2018 actually that makes sense because like i said yeah. earlier we always do knoxville and them uh in in, in december so that was recorded yeah. in december of 2018 um oh, so was, oh wow i yeah yeah I, I was i was a year off damn yeah yeah See, i me and scott kind of knew when it was because we actually saw you at yeah. um in nashville yeah that's right yeah during during the christmas show it was kind of interesting too because i'd never been in like where, where where was that the residence places Zanies. Zanies in Nashville. Yeah. 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 It was my first time being in a comedy club like that. And it was very interesting because they really pack you in there. And the, the person in front of me was, I guess we were sharing a table and I had cheese sticks and I wasn't sure if I was uh -huh. supposed to share them. <laughs> I yeah, just kept yeah, yeah. like, I must say, hey, ma'am, you want, you want one of these cheese sticks? I, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of fascinating because having seen that live and then seen a special, I could see where you kind of change some of the jokes around just from just those two things and i thought yeah, that was fine very fascinating. It, so. yeah 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 well with that and that's the reason i decided to put it out like we'd, we'd actually recorded that we recorded our entire show to shop around to do a netflix special because we had some interest and uh so we did that and i had it recorded and then the pandemic happened and um basically what happened was i forgot that i even had it and uh, I was sitting there and we, me and Trey were talking about the, you know, yada, yada, man, when we go back on the road, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was touring with this act and 
I did a, kind of a different thing at Christmas because it was more geared towards Christmas. And I said, I said, when we go back on the road and I said, you know, though, now that I'm thinking about it, like by the time we go back on the road, God knows when that will be. And I said, and I feel like the world, like we've just had a, this is pre before nine 11 and after nine. This is one of those situations yeah, 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 where yeah, yeah. the world's so much different than it's not that what I was talking about before won't work, but it's just that yeah. I know me as a person and I'm not, I'm going to be talking about new shit. Like I'm going to write new shit during the pandemic. And I was like, well, whatever, I guess that fucking act is just done and, and uh, you know, lost to the ether. And then I was like, Oh no, I recorded that shit. And then as a came <laughs> I was like, dude, I worked really hard on that material. I'll be goddamned if I just worked really hard on it for it to be just gone forever. Uh, so I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out this special and, uh, I did, and it was very successful and I'm very, it was one of the best ideas I've ever had in my life. Oh yeah. No, it, um, and it's super good too. Like, so it didn't okay. take long to like do the editing or record or anything. Right. Cause it looks really, really good. It was already, I mean, it was already edited down by the dude who w w we were shopping it from Netflix. Literally, can I tell you all I did? I made it black and white. Oh wow. <laughs> That's it. I made it black and white because, uh, I just thought it looked cooler. I did. Uh, good. I, I was. I was wondering because we we got a <clears throat> we may have gotten an advanced copy. Yeah. Um. So we fancy. I, I thought. I, I thought that was part of the, like the advanced thing. Was like no, no, no. Previews in black and white. Full. Yeah. You, know, you got to pay for color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilarious. No, I just honestly thought. I just think everything kind of looks cooler in black and white. And uh, the first stand-up special I ever saw in black and white was uh I'm sorry you feel that way by Bill Burr, which I was actually at the special taping for that, oh, which cool. is a, what a way. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It, was, it was a great, great time. Um, but I just thought it looked. I, I, I switched the filter and I was like, ah, "You look too goddamn cool in black and white, man." And you look yeah, skinnier, no. so we're, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> I mm. think it added a little bit of class to it. And you're at the beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, yeah. it's black and white place. You know, come on. Which that's a really cool place to see a show. It is. Oh yeah, it's a tremendous yeah. place to see a show. Even better place to do a show. I can't even describe it. It's unbelievable. Unless you wait to the last minute to get ticket. I did that once yeah. with um, Patton Oswald and, uh, shit, I can't think of his name. He used to be the voice of Comedy Central. Damn it. Cal Canine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last seats there were like one seat was like kind of behind one of the columns. So I yeah. kind of had to keep leaning out to see the show like I was playing Peekaboo with Patton Oswald. It was, <laughs> yeah. That's, but it's a, that's it's a, a good venue. That's got to be super yeah, that's cool. Great. Yeah, my, that's my great. favorite was still, we, uh, we were doing the Smoky Mountain Burlesque Festival one year, and we got the Bijou to let us do one of the shows there. And the headlight, uh, uh, one of the headlining performers on the burlesque show was a performer named Truly Trudy Trollop or Truly Trollop, mm. but Trudy Trollop. Yeah, uh, guess guess who her aunt is? Who? Take a take a wild guess. She's been in the news recently. Oh, did uh, did a squid billy so, kind of go after her a couple of days ago? Yeah. So okay. Dolly Part Dolly Parton just like like just kind of rents out the top the the balcony seats there at the Tremendous. Bijou, and got to you know finally see her niece perform because awesome. you know she's she's Dolly fucking Parton. Yeah, yeah, wow. she's kind of a big deal. She can't, yeah, she can't just show up at random bars to watch burlesque performances. So she was super excited that they got the Bijou. And so, like, Dolly called up her sisters and went down to see the show. That's, That's awesome. incredible. And, like, none of the none of the performers knew about it until uh, it was already, it already happened. And after the show, like, Dolly came down, said hi to everybody. They did a photo shoot. And you could see, like, all the locals just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that, probably good that they didn't know until afterwards, because I bet that would kind of freak them out a little bit to know that. Oh, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah no, no. Knowing that. 
Yeah, that would be the that would be the equivalent of like it's like yeah yeah. So by the way, Pat Oswalt's uh, up in the balcony, going to watch your set tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not going out there anymore. Hey, uh, Ryan, Spider Man's going to be hanging outside your window while you record your podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good. I can no. tell you though, the other day, Corey, um, you posted a picture of yourself with your dog reading a Spider-Man novel. And you also had that picture of you dressed in a Spider-Man outfit. And I was like, yeah, I am going to talent at Mr. Ripley him. I hate to do it. I love Corey, <laughs> but I'm going to talent at Mr. Ripley him. I, I'm going to have to. Hey, that's, that's okay. <laughs> It'll be understandable. Make, too, it, Rob, make, uh, it, make it painless. I will. You know what? I'm a good, I'm a nice killer. I'm a considerate killer. Um, have you but, read that novel, by the way, the uh, Venom? No, Factor? I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that there were still spider-man novels like oh, this that's... is old this is from like 93 okay oh that would make mm. sense because that would be kind of near his uh like because venom i think is like 89 90 right yeah. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 that's pretty awesome no um yeah no so like you spider-man's my favorite character yeah it was always spider-man and batman when i was a kid uh like yeah but batman was always on a lot more because my dad was a huge batman guy and i am too like in the batman animated series is still like i'm i, I watch it uh now like it's one of my what i call, I call them night night shows you know the show that like yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen it a million times so you can sleep through it and it's okay because uh, yeah. i have to have something on at night otherwise i'll start thinking um <laughs> So, uh, but, but it was, so it was always kind of like Batman, but then like, as I got older, I realized like I, well, it just, I fucking identified with Spider-Man more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you, and then you get older and you realize I'll never identify with Batman. <laughs> like no, that's no. in my, yeah. in my yeah. wildest fucking dreams. I'll never be this guy. I could get bit by something. I'll be, you know, I could be mosquito <laughs> boy. Um, so, that could happen. yeah, but yeah, I just, I just love Spider-Man so much. Yeah. Corey. Since it's it's been a while since I've heard anybody specifically bring up the combination of Spider Man and Batman, so I want to ask you, what is your opinion on Terry McGinnis? What what's this now? Batman Beyond. Oh oh shit, dude dude dude. I'm so sorry. Yeah. My brain, my brain wasn't working. I love Batman Beyond. Uh, I was thinking. So from what I hear, um, I just actually bought the first season on uh, Amazon Prime. Nice. Because I hadn't seen that shit in a long time. I remember as a kid, like I I didn't care for it. Because in my mind, it was like, well, this isn't Batman. You know what I mean? Like this, this, I don't like a goddamn new thing. That ain't my shit. Uh, but, <laughs> but the older I get, like I, now I want so badly for Ben Affleck to do this. Like I want that movie to happen. I want to, you know what I mean? I want him mm. to play old Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and I want a younger cat to come in. But I need to, re, like I just, like I said, I just bought Batman Beyond on uh, Amazon Prime and I need to go back through it. But I watched the pilot uh, not long ago and I was like, oh man, you're a fucking idiot as a kid. This is really awesome. Like you should have been way into this. <laughs> well, it was actually, it was just something I realized when I was, wa I was watching Return of the Return of the Joker, the, the movie they yeah, did. Oh yeah. And I was watching through that again. And I realized Terry McGinnis is Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It's the exact same story, yeah. only with the Batman as a backdrop instead of the Spider. Right. And so I've always been curious to be like, so, so, so Spider-Man fans, what do you feel about DC no, Spider-Man? No, you're right. And like, especially now that you've put it out, you know, now that you've laid it out like that, like I totally should have, like I should, I should, I should have been way more into that than than I was. Well, you know, it is true because, like, my favorite Flash is the Wally West, West because, like, in the 80s, Wally West was basically just Peter Parker who could run fast. And so mm -hmm. Wally West was my favorite Flash. Um, one thing you might want to do, uh, Corey, I don't know if you read comics currently, 
but they just um, are coming out with a new DC miniseries. I think it's six issues. Batman The Adventure continues where they got oh, Paul cool. Dini from the cartoon who's oh, creating yeah. new stories for Batman with characters that have never had the animated series uh, take like oh, Bane. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's I think it's three issues in right now. Um, oh, cool! It's super good. Yeah, oh, the art. Oh, yeah, the artist nails. Uh, yeah, is it. it on DC? Is it on DC Universe? It should be. Um, yeah. If they do current stuff, it should be on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. I just now got into. Uh, I just started reading the old Doom Patrol, oh. and uh, and it's really and it's really good. I, I'd never, I, dude. I'd never somehow I'd never even heard of it like at all. Like yeah. Uh, uh, and um, I started watching on HBO Max, and I was fucking floored by how, like when yeah. I saw the. I didn't. I didn't even see a preview. I just like scrolling through HBO Max, and I just saw what looked like. Uh, I don't know, like DC trying to do like a parody of some Marvel stuff or something. And I was like, oh man, they're they're reaching. There's no way this shit's gonna be good. I said like a robot, blah, blah. so I look <laughs> it up and I'm like, wait, I was like, wait, Brennan Fraser voices the goddamn robot. What's okay? And I start <laughs> and I start watching it, and then like in a day, I'm done with season one. I'm like, this is my fucking favorite show, maybe of all time. This shit is amazing. Yep. And then I started thinking, I was like, I was like, goddamn, I was like. You know, it's a little on the nose, like with uh, with with taking taken from X Men here. You know, what with the guy in the wheelchair and blah blah blah. And then I start reading. I'm like, wait, fucking Doom Patrol came out before X Men. What is going on right now? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I had to I had to go uh, re. I got a new phone, but I had to re-download the DC Universe app so I could go on there and start reading some old Doom Patrols. And it's good shit, man. I'm also currently yeah. reading. Uh, Days of Future Past that art because I never oh, I'd never read it so good yeah yeah, and I, yeah I mean I, it's great but I'd never somehow I'd never read it before um, I'm reading that uh, I just what did I just what did I just finish oh uh, I finished uh, Hate did you ever read Hate uh, on Marvel the um, uh, no they're like the yeah, it's it's really good, uh, okay. and uh, and God damn it, I, I'm considering re- going back through Ultimate Spider Man. I've never read, oh, I've never yeah. gone through, I've never gone through something so quick in my life. Um, yep. That was at with the pandemic hadn't even happened, um, but it was we, we it was during that break from you know we did the show December twentieth and we're like we're going to take off to write and I gave myself like a week off and I read the whole you know the whole Ultimate Spider Man like a week. Nice, and then okay. by the and then after a month, I had the uh, Marvel Unlimited app or whatever. And after <laughs> after a month, I realized uh, I had read like fifteen hundred comic books. <laughs> and, my, <laughs> and my wife was like, "What the fuck is going on? You need to go back on the road." Um, so I'm really into that. I'm really into Immortal Hulk right now. Oh, it's such a good story because they got the yeah, Hulk it's, is pr- more it's pretty like, good. It's more like a horror book than anything. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely like a fucking horror book. And that's really cool. Yeah. I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying the shit out of that. And uh, yeah. Old Man Quill. I'm also enjoying Old Man okay. Quill. Okay. Yep. Um, on the DC one, one that you might want to check out that's current is Deceased. It's an alternate okay. reality where the zombie and the zombie basically plague is hit, and it's inc- okay. kind of incredible. Like seeing which heroes are surviving this and what they got to do. Like Zombie Wonder Woman is terrifying. Oh, so, I bet. I yeah. bet she could get it though. Yeah, it's deceased is amazing. But if you're doing the cool. Doom Patrols, you're reading the Grant Morrison ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, From '68. Yeah, well, no, Grant Morrison's are going to be Kerner, like probably. Oh, then no, then no, I was wrong. Okay, I saw. Okay. I saw his name because there's there's four different runs at least on the DC Universe yeah. app. There's the one from that started in '68. Then there's one 
in like 80 something then there's something from the 90s and then there's one that's like right now so maybe that yeah i guess that's him i think the 90s one is morrison but i think you'll dig that one because that's more of where the doom patrol of the tv show is coming from yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. the one the current one i think is uh the lead singer of my chemical romance i think that was his doom patrol gerard word he he wrote that yeah because um yeah because he has his own little imprint at dc that's um, fucking cool as shit, man. They yeah, were always so, a they were out they were always a guilty pleasure band for me. Yeah, for sure. But read those but, and and then um read Grant Morrison's Animal Man because that book uh kind of changed my life and let me see what comics could become because the whole story yeah. is Animal Man realizes he's in a comic book and he right. goes to war with his creator because of all the shit his creator has done to him. Oh, it's <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um but I guess we're kind of wrapping this up. Um, Scott, do you have any recommendations for people to check out this week? Oh, uh, well, probably Fall Guys. That's it's super. As long as you don't mind a little frustration, it's it's super fun. You can yeah. play up uh, with four four people at, at the same time. So. Oh, nice. Okay, really that's cool. good to know because sometimes oh, yeah. it's, the team's things can suck. It is a it is a sixty man battle royale, so uh, you it have is. a one out of sixty chance of of, of winning. So you will <laughs> lose a lot. And Just sometimes yeah. you play you can play with your party members as a group. Depending okay. on the map, and then other times you're just by yourself. Okay. Yeah, I was watching a uh, Loading Ready Run did a, a stream of them playing Fall Guys, and because they had because they had a you know a four man group, uh, within the two hours they were playing, two of them won, like uh, or one of one of them each got a or two of them got a win, but even then they were still I think that of like eight games they had two they had two wins. Yeah. In the group. The only, only uh, downside to it is if you're in a party and you lose, well, you pretty much have to just spectate. You get to, uh, yeah. you get to watch the rest of them have fun. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Unless you just want to leave the party and go solo. <laughs> that's, that's your only option. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what about you, boss? Anything to recommend for people? You know, as much as Epic has been a piece of shit over the whole Fortnite Apple thing, but uh-huh. we didn't, uh, we'll talk about that on a, a separate episode. <laughs> um uh, Epic Game Store uh, Remnant from the Ashes is free to download to the Epic Game Store, as well as they've got a. Uh, it's it's almost like a Telltale style game called Three Out of Ten. Okay. And I've been kind of enjoying it because it's it's very reminiscent. If you ever saw the old show Code Monkeys, mm-hmm. okay, back yeah, on yeah, D- yeah, four back in the day, it's very reminiscent of that show where you're you're playing through a story about this team of loser game devs and they have this like thing on the wall that tells them the highest score they've ever gotten and it says two out of ten and then one day <laughs> it goes to three out of ten and they're like oh shit what did we do right <laughs> and it's just a fun a fun little fun little romp so that sounds amazing um and the, what was the the first one remnants of uh remnant from the ashes um hopefully if i can get this up uh asap we uh you can still download it but it's a it's a it's a souls it's a souls like okay. But uh, for one, I love I think the graphics look a, ten times better, and it has sort of a more of a Metro twenty thirty three feel to it. Ooh, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so I, I I'm enjoying it. Uh, I may or may not be playing it right now to keep myself occupied because as Corey said earlier, smoke you not not smoking you got to have something to do with your hands. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but right now, as you said, free to play. Oh, it's a free. Yeah, it's free to download because okay. yeah, Epic's been doing the same thing that Twitch has been doing. Uh, we, my my wife and I actually just sat down and had to re. We've been redoing the budget because uh, she's got furloughed um, from her job. And I was like, "All right, do we need do we need both of us to have the Xbox Game Pass right now?" I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, what about Twitch Prime? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Um, 
we, we need to keep the Twitch Prime, right? Huh. We should keep that um, for research, research purposes. For of the course. Podcast. Yeah, yeah you have a podcast. Yeah. Right. Oh, also, speaking of Game Pass, I did start, they, they released uh, the original Final Fantasy VII on there. Uh, oh. So I've, yeah, I've been playing that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> oh, not the new remake, but the, you know, the original <laughs> OG version. I think it's an HD makeover version of it, but it's still the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, I thought that was amazing. There's an HBO show that I think is kind of going under the radar so far this year called I May Destroy You. Um, mm-hmm. It's a new show. It's the creator is Michaela Cole. It's her only her second show she's ever created. It's basically her character um, is sexually assaulted in a nightclub, and then her life you know changes from that point forward. It sounds super bleak, super dis- depressing, but it's such a good show. It's funny in parts. It's super dramatic in parts. Um, I think the whole thing is done now on HBO, or it's going to be next week. Um, but yeah, I May Destroy You is is probably my favorite show so far this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Super, super good. And then uh, Stargirl, um, which I think finishes its first season this week. And I think it's the best, next to like Corey said, Doom Patrol, the best CW show, mm-hmm. our DC kind of show in the last couple of years. It's super fun. Nice. Has, has anyone actually seen uh, Lovecraft Country or Lovecraft County yet? No, it, it premieres tonight. Oh, okay. uh, when we're taping this, it premieres well, that, uh, well, Sunday. Then that, that explains why no one's seen it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. But Corey, do you have any recommendation? Well, aside from you know, as I said, Doom Patrol, uh, one that I just finished up, uh, and I, it's one of those where I, I finished it up without realizing that they weren't going to do any more of them. And I thought like, oh, oh, I'll, oh cool, I can get yeah. It's uh, it was a show called Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. It's Rob okay. Delaney um, and Susan. Uh, oh. Shit, I can't remember her last name, but they wrote it. It's a it's a British. Uh, show and they follow the the British mold, which is six episode seasons, uh, twenty four minute episodes, and then between yep. like between season one and season two, they'll just be like, ah, eh, three years has passed. Go fuck yourself. Who cares? And then you know, like that, <laughs> and uh, and that whole thing. And it was and it's a great. The, the premise of the show is this dude. Rob Delaney, he's uh, from America. He's in advertising. He goes over to England uh, to work, and he has a one-week fling with this girl, gets her pregnant, has to uproot his life to go to England. Hilarity ensues. And then it's basically their whole relationship is uh, – we they had they had to get to know each other through this process. Like you know, he moves over there, and they're still kind of in the dating process, uh, and we're kind of realizing that they uh, they love each other and hate everyone else in the world, and that's their relationship. And they're <laughs> just beautiful bags of shit who are still good parents. And uh, but I will say it, it it ended in a way that I was like, are you are you dead serious? We're not coming back. Okay, well that's how TV is. But I thought it was fun. Yeah. It was a, a <laughs> emotional roller coaster. Uh, Doom Patrol and. For for something that's older, I'm going to throw out a suggestion for something that people may have seen, but that I'm falling back in love with. If you have Amazon Prime, then you also have access to IMDb TV. And if you don't, IMDb TV is free. There's just ads on it, which is fine. It's actually kind of nice. I forgot how much, how it's, it is kind of nice to be able to like get up and go to the bathroom without pausing. Like you're just like, oh, I have to do, you know, they're letting me off the hook. They're letting me off the hook here. I can go get popcorn. Um, it's an older show uh, with uh, the the very awesome Bruce Campbell, Briscoe County Jr. Uh, oh, hell yeah. It's so fucking good. I remember it being on when I was a kid, but I was like, this is like 92, 93. I was six, you yeah. know. 
Um, so it's just a great episodic television. All the all the episodes. I mean, there's a through line. Like there's some you know some recurring things that happen, but they're pretty episodic. Everything's self contained, and they're just fucking fun little sci fi western stories that I just cannot get enough of. So if you're looking for some nostalgia TV, which I think makes everybody feel better during these times, and you want yep. sort of a warm blanket of a show, go check out Briscoe County. I feel like I, I sound like I work for Amazon. Go listen to uh, <laughs> go, go watch uh, Briscoe County Junior uh, on on Amazon. I think it's great. Is that where your show is going to be? Is, that, is your show going to be on Amazon yeah. Prime? Um, yeah, fuck, man. I hope. That'd be awesome. Like three Amazon Prime subs <laughs> yeah. now. For uh, <laughs> That'd be great. He's going to change his name legally to Amazon Prime. <laughs> that's fine. I think Sharon Horgan is the one, is the name you're really Horgan, Yeah, that's her. That's her. That's her. Yeah, I'd only yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah, her yeah. in one other thing, which was Game Night, which I think is a goddamn oh. tr- under, underrated movie. Uh, she's good. awesome, but her and Rob Delaney are both the co-writers on that. They write it, and okay. uh, I just think it's tremendous. And then, and the thing about it is, is that uh, I, I watched that show in two days, but easily could have watched it in one day. You like it's four yep. seasons, um, and uh, it's like I think it's like six hours total of television because it's like you know yeah. twenty four minute episodes. But it's a fun little run, man. It's a really I, I just love British shit. I don't know. I'm a sucker. Same. I'm an Anglophile. They they basically get in and get it done. They don't let the show yeah, continue they do. until it becomes garbage, like Weeds or Dexter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why that's why Ricky Gervais is like one of my one of my heroes. Like, if I ever get to the point where I'm allowed to, like, let's say hypothetically, somehow Corey Forster gets to the point where he's allowed to write his own ticket, I'm absolutely gonna do the Ricky Gervais British of like, I'm doing two seasons and it's gonna be. Yep this 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 and that's exactly what i want to do and then i'm going to go do a completely different show and it's going to be two seasons and we're going to get the fuck out uh there you know like that's yep. now obviously you have to be a certain type of person to be able to pull that off but in yeah. the event that i am i love that so much because you can just leave it's leave a better, it. a better system it's a great system because yeah. you leave the people wanting more and then to me it's just like oh well i can't wait for ricky gervais's new thing and I don't, and I really yeah. don't give a shit what it is. Like, even if the premise doesn't seem like something I'd normally be into, I'm like, well, I trust him. Everything else he's done, I thought was absolutely fucking bananas good. So I just think it's great. You don't wear out your welcome. Yeah. And right. he's actually uh, breaking his own mold because his Netflix show actually just got picked up for a third season. I know. I know. And, 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 and so you know, insane. there's still a lot. There's still a yeah. lot left to be told in that story, and I think it's great. Yeah. And I cry a lot. <laughs> I cry so much. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. His last uh, Derek, Derek, and that. I, oh yeah, Derek, uh, man, fuck that. I I won't even talk about which episode it was, but there was one particular episode of Derek that I was in shambles. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know why I like that so much, but like some days I'm just like I'm gonna fucking cry today. I'm gonna get some <laughs> oh, burritos. Yeah. And I'm gonna cry. It's gonna be awesome when you get to, when you get to can like control it when it, when it's on your terms. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah, it's great. Hey, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. sitting there watching a show, and every like my wife's sitting there. She's like, "This seems like it's about something else." And I'm like, "It totally is," but whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you know, Corey, it was nice having you here. Do you have anything you want to plug before we? Uh, sign off. Um, just no, just my podcast through the screen door with Corey Ryan Forster. Um, you can and my and well read podcast uh, with Trey uh, Crowder, the liberal redneck, and uh, Drew Morgan, the former lawyer. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, you can go to wellreadcomedy.com and check that out, or just go to CoreyRyanForster.com and see all of my stuff. But other than that, man, just follow me on all the socials. Uh, I can't remember what my name. Is. It's it's some variation of Corey Forster or Corey R Forster on them. But just as I tell everybody to make it simple, just put me in in your Google machine. 
machine and shit pops up and uh, just follow me on all those. And, and, you know, like I said, if you like a pop culture podcast with a Southern Ben, then check out through the screen door with Corey Ryan Forster. It drops every single Tuesday at 6 a.m. So all my truck driving fans can get their groove <laughs> on early. Nice. And you know what? I speak for everybody here. We look forward to your Amazon Prime show. Uh, but thank you so much yes. for uh, coming on, man. Thanks. Uh, Thanks also, also, real quick, do you have a? Can they can they find your special there yet on oh, your website? Oh, uh, no, actually, you can't. But if you go to that's, I've got. I should have had that worked out. If you go to my Twitter, uh, it's it's my pinned tweet as a preview for my special okay. and, and how to and how okay. to purchase it. It's a, what I did was it's through PayPal and Venmo. I did a pay whatever you can afford model um, because I had. Right. And and also, uh, and I would like to say to anybody, if you literally can't afford anything, just send me an email to that. The, the email is on that tweet, and it's my pinned tweet at the very top. Uh, I'll send it to you for free. I, I didn't I had because I wanted everybody to be able to afford it. And then I had somebody message me like two days after it dropped, and they were like, hey, man, are you still going to be selling your special next week? Because I don't get paid till the end. And I was like, dude, Aww. listen, if you're having to wait. To, and especially in this pandemic, if you're having to wait to get a paycheck to get my stupid bullshit, here you go. It's on the house. So don't worry about it. Don't feel embarrassed. We're all going through a weird time right now. And uh, I just want to, you know, entertain everybody during that. That's awesome, man. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, I, I will say you're doing a great job uh, doing it, Corey. Yeah. The Lord. Well, thanks, work. guys. I, I appreciate y'all having me on. I'm gonna go pee pee and get something to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. That that sounds like a wonderful <laughs> idea. Yeah. We're we're kind of losing you, Corey. Oh, I think we. (laughs) Corey, you still there? Corey Corey started talking about Kevin Spacey and. uh, Yeah, yeah, that everything this way we lost him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hang on a second. We'll get Corey back here in a second. Get it. That's hysterical. Uh, while we are waiting for him to return, though, uh, yeah. it is we are at hour twenty-eight. Yeah. Uh, do we want to try and wrap up, or um, we can go a little longer because I think this is going to be a, a good episode, yeah. like for that. Um, but we can. You still, um, talk to, uh, you still want to talk to him about? Uh, see if you can message him to uh, to rejoin. Okay. Um. Words. So I know you all still want to talk about Spider-Man, probably. <laughs> probably um but while we're waiting for him to come back we can um you know i don't know how you're going to edit this part of it but we can discuss like fall guys or something did you get to play um, it yet i've no i still have having got the ps having a ps plus yet oh Corey's back hey <laughs> sorry so, of course I, no. I i looked up like halfway through i didn't even take a breath i was like screaming and then i looked up and it said you have lost <laughs> yeah. your connection i was like oh god damn it i was on a hater we lost you. At, we lost you at Kevin Spacey, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. Boston well, opines that it's a part of some kind of conspiracy. Though. Right. <laughs> I got shadow banned. Exactly. 